back to the normal way of streaming, not the conference version that we did last time. And it still asks me if I want to record audio, like as if it was an option. Like, yes, I'd like to you to record audio so I can. Hey, oh, dang, we're already on live. Okay, shit. Uh, dang it. We're live. I, I even I even cussed within the first minute. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> take that monetization. Yes, yes. Did we it don't take care. you like, like 10 times longer to get set up? More like, set, more steps, minute. more where different. I, yeah. Where did I put my mics? What? Where's my head? No, no, no. My PC I decided to forget this? my entire setup. No, no, totally. Like it was there. It was used, right? <laughs> but my PC was like, hey, I don't know what audio source you want to use. I don't know where you want to listen to the audio from. And then God help us if we know what video camera you want to use. It went back to, to the Motorola Ready 4 as the camera choice because it thought oh, Motorola nice. Ready 4. And I was like, great, but I forgot my Motorola. And then because we did that one time when right. I was. Was I was I at Disneyland? Yeah, I know it was in the summer. I had the 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 Edge twenty twenty two, and um, we used it as a webcam. So that's why I installed the software and I got it set up as a camera. But yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, we're we're good. We're we're totally we're totally borking twenty twenty two at the almost the last two days of the year. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> you know what? I feel that's appropriate. We are leaving twenty twenty two exactly how this whole year kind of melted down for everybody ah uh, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah i of epic proportions welcome to our podcast the best of our week <laughs> it is well actually no the best of our year best of our week this year this is actually a little bit of a different show um one and i were kind of brainstorming last night like how do we kind of you know cap or basically you know crown this this year of podcasts we're almost at 100 we're at episode 99 so next week's episode will crown us into 100 and we can continue hopefully with 2023 okay, i gotta get used to saying this uh you know <laughs> you know kind of the way it is um so uh as you guys probably saw we want to say first hi good morning everybody hanging out with us uh i see scoop is in the chat el josa er uh, i see tech uh sorry tech tech oh, the tech boy is in there as well and i see carl as well hanging with us on this beautiful uh, Friday morning, a little bit cold and damp here in Southern California, because you know we get weather. Uh, if it's not sunny, it's misty. Well, I mean, it's misty. A couple days of weather every mm-hmm. year. Yeah, and this is usually it. Um, looks like it's going to be at least well. So okay, for for me, for here at least, I'm more inland. Um, it's overcast, rain, overcast, rain, overcast, rain for the next week or so. So it's continuous on and off, kind of just gloomy all the time. Um, but, you know, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. We took a break last week. We had an opportunity to spend some time with family, um, kick back, relax, uh, eat too much food, all the good stuff that you could have, uh, you could have yeah. <laughs> way too much food. Um, I made my pecan bars and I made an extra batch because I had more requests from family That's now. Good. I was yeah. like... <laughs> It was it was a lot. I mean, it was good. It was really good. Uh, but yes. Um, okay, Let's, so uh, we're 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 gonna talk about some stuff like uh, yeah, yeah. You know, Our normal patter is hey, we review tech and gadgets and things like that, and we yeah we, we do that once that in a while. Too. But but this this week especially, we we definitely want to jump into a bit more Q and A and and kind of year end the feels that we had in twenty twenty two and and kind of lead that sort of a discussion. And right off the bat, we've got ER1980 asking, what IEM and headphones are you both wearing? And so uh, TK, I believe, is back on his Bear Dynamics DT770 Pros. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, that's are, are you on the 250 ohm? Is that the... Yeah. I, yeah. This is, it's the one I wanted to go with. I figured might as well go for the uh, for the higher impedance just because in case if I, if I do have something that's able to drive it, let's say the V60, uh, the Xperia 1 Mark IV that we should probably check on because I think we may have a surprise. Oh. We, we, okay. Yes. We, we, should, we should do that. I, I think we have it. I did mine. Ah, see. You, uh, yeah. It came in last week and they're like, oh, yeah, I should just run this update. Um, I am not wearing uh, IEMs. I I have been off and on just savaged by ear infections this whole year. Oh, I absolutely. Like, I yeah, did, yeah. Like two earbud reviews, and then I'd be out for a week. And so uh, a while back, um, so before Christmas, I uh, posted a photo of me going to urgent care where they were just mainlining hydrogen peroxide into my ears to try and flush out some of the gunk because everything was just so swollen. The earwax was getting trapped and impacted. So I'm still a little sensitive and mm -hmm. uh, I'm on uh, aftershocks right now. These are the aftershocks open calm uh, that I'm using to hear TK. Just so I don't have to shove anything in my, uh, my ears right now. Believe it or not, it's, it's the end of 2022 and I still have yet to review a single pair of uh, bone conduction earbuds or uh, headphones. To, to this day, I've only borrowed yours, but I've never, I have, have never, I've never had an opportunity to I, check one. You know, again, spending some time with the aftershocks, uh, even if it's not for a review, as soon as I'm kind of feeling a bit more up to speed and I can kind of go back uh, more reasonably to some of my favorite earbuds, um, you should definitely take the OpenCom for a spin. The new driver pads uh, mm -hmm. have improved quite a bit. I think since the last time, I think I gave you one of the Air. I think um, it was the yeah, but it was actually still very very nice. I mean, from it, for well, really good, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For for always on, never having to worry about anything, and in always being aware, like an open experience kind of. It was really really nice. It was surprising how well the the design, the build, but also the quality of the audio. Like it was actually seriously yeah. good audio. It's not just like early early experiences of what I've seen in the past. I, I've had a couple of companies reach out to me regarding. I think Monster was one of them. Um, I think Monster makes a uh, makes a version of them. Um, the design was a little bit too, I'm not going to say girly, but more um, just not my style, I guess, that I would wear. Like kind of like, you know, I, I need, long story short, I, I haven't had a chance to play with them. I'm, I've been mostly yeah, rocking over the year. Ricky's yeah. saying you're failing at life and you should have at least three pairs of aftershocks. I believe that's that's not what he said. He said, I love my open run pros from shocks. But basically what he's saying is yeah, he's pretty much yeah, yeah, yeah. is that you aren't doing it right and that he has the the right example and that you should be you TK, you should be more like Ricky. I mean I think yeah, we I, all um have come to I got I gotta hang out more with Ricky and I'm hoping I don't know, Ricky, if you're gonna be going next week, I'd love to be hopefully if you are, we'll hope to hopefully run into each other. Uh, we're gonna this? have a lot of people Our new year's resolution for 2023 we don't just hang out with west coast content creators by going to trade shows not in california or get invited to events together at the same time <laughs> right maybe it's okay if we just call up ricky and say, say dude let's, let's go make go... an in and out run and and chat and it doesn't yeah. really need to be for content maybe that's okay Okay, you know you're 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 absolutely right. Especially yeah yeah. Oh, so Ricky's going to be there definitely for sure. Ron, hope you're doing well. Because you guys are um, going to have to make the the taco run without me, unfortunately. Uh, I, dude. I did I did do the thing that I said I I have to be careful with every year. But a job came up, and it's one that will cover a respectable chunk of my mortgage, as opposed to being an expense for getting me out to uh, 
I California. I would we're we're doing this very lean. Yeah, for us, we're trying to be very tight with expenses as well for the trip. Usually, I try to do like a week long vacation with the family, and we get to spend some time yeah. there. And we do things. This year, we're doing it literally very lean. Uh, in in and out in three days, mostly one day of pre show and one day of show, and then the third days we're gone. We're basically the yeah. the, the sixth, which is. A little bit in the morning if I missed anything, and then I'll be basically jetting back and trying to beat traffic coming out coming out of Vegas basically for everybody that leaves at the end of the week. But yeah, no, no. I feel uh, bad because there were a couple of meetings I really wanted to try and jump in on, but man, it's tough in this kind of like, especially after two years of the pandemic where I've got a pretty good workflow and I'm keeping up with some of these PR contacts and it would be nice. It would be very nice to see them in person. Um, but that is so much effort to just kind of like, hey... Now we can spend 15 minutes going over the PowerPoint presentation that we could have done over, you know, a video call. So I, I'm not trying to be a downer. I, I really do miss the social aspect. And that does help from a business standpoint and mm -hmm. from like a friendship standpoint. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. yeah. I, I think the MediaTek trip helped a lot for us to kind of yeah. get, get that feeling back. That was really... Hey, you special. look the same. <laughs> you look like the video. Oh, no, am I uh, still low? People are saying I'm low. Hold on. I'm going to turn me up just a little bit. And someone just let me know if I start like clipping. I was saying it's, re it's low relative to mine. So I'm coming in hotter. Usually I have the opposite problem where I'm just blowing you out. All right. <laughs> oh, I, I juice that up a little bit. Please let me know okay. if I'm starting to get like crispy or, or goofy. So we'll do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, so the, the aspect, the, the socializing part of the, uh, the, the the actual event is definitely part of what CES is. Uh, for me, CES is crazy time because we we get we get invited to sometimes certain things that happen before the show starts. So those are the and then and that's typically when we get our hands on with some of the hardware that's going to be announced in like a day or so. So you're you're running, you're shooting, you're trying to produce content and you try to push that out as, as much as, as fast as possible to be relevant, just to say relevant in the conversation um, and then trying to be, build those relationships for, for, you know, for the rest of 2023 or the next following year and so on. Um, Juan and I were talking. Hey, Barry's in the chat. Good morning, sir. Hope you're doing well. Up, Barry? And I see Greg as well, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was talking to Juan earlier, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, like, I'll be very focused heavily on what was important for me, what I learned from 2022. And I started to understand, like, what I did, what I what was working, what wasn't working. I realized that, honestly, CES is not as important as it used to be. And, and, I, and I know we have, I have a lot of brands that I work with, and I, and I kind of focus heavily, but... Those those same brands go to MWC, and that's where the new stuff comes out. Like we saw that last year uh, with you know, I think OnePlus had the OnePlus Ten series at MWC. I got a chance to see all of the devices there before the officially launching. Um, I know TCL had their new series, the Thirty series last year that came out. They also had different variants that went to the European market. I missed that meeting because I was late getting in there. But long story short, is <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way of how to get myself to MWC this year. I real also realized that IFA was not as important as I thought it was going to be. IFA as, a, as an event is not very heavily focused on mobile, at least not what I do. There was a small present. So I'm, I'm very much adjusting 2023. It's not going to be what I was doing every, you know, what I try to do, like try to cover everything. It just pick and choose what, what are the right venues and I was, events. I was trying to kind of get around uh, CES because one of the challenges I think for my channel this year is... 
I want to sort of diversify again. Like I started my channel as just general consumer tech and obviously phones became a massive component of that. And I'm not looking to walk away from phones, but I want to cover phones with a little bit more focus and I want to spread, you know, mm -hmm. batteries and lifestyle tech and e-bikes and sort of, you know, health and fitness. And, and, and I want to try and broaden in that way. And that actually makes CES a bit more of an important show. It is for, that, for, for, for those, those type of, of events. Absolutely. Of shows up. And then um, MWC kicks in with all of the really, really cool phone stuff. So I, I, I was kind of bummed, but it was also like, uh, well, but if I can pay my mortgage. Oh, no, no, <laughs> absolutely. I think your formula is, is absolutely, absolutely the right thing for me. It's more, it's been more, um, so, I mean, honestly, for me, like the last couple of weeks have been kind of weirdly meh, like very non, yeah. I like, there's a lot of things going on, but I wasn't very excited for any of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm bored, but I don't necessarily feel like I want to be able to, you know, jump in and do a video or mm -hmm. trying to do content. Like it was a weird end of the year for me. Um, and there are hardware, there is hardware. I'm, I'm going to try to push out a video hopefully tomorrow, totally. but it it's like, I, I needed that time. I needed that time to unplug. And in January, I typically don't have that much. I'm also kind of strapping in for the downward, uh, you know, view of how the, you know, YouTube algorithm kind of shuts down on January. For some reason, they take January as a vacation and everybody tanks. So we, we know that as, as creators for years, we know that December is a great month for views. January is royally is just bad. Um, right. So from that from that standpoint, I'm kind of setting my expectations a little bit lower. I mean, I saw Jeff's comment as well, saying that he may be pulling his his CES trip. We, realistically, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean. The, the 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 there was rumors going on basically that the OnePlus 11 is going to be launching in China on the fourth or the fifth, so the launch event itself is not even going to have any any relative information in at, at CES, right. so that's not going to happen. We know the full launch event is going to be in February, um, and then you mm -hmm. know, like I said, those are the things I'm trying to figure. Out. Like, does it justify the expense? Right now, it's a barely making it kind of a thing for me, because <laughs> like you said, well. But yeah. yeah, and and also I it's just compounding. I sound like I'm a downer today. I'm sorry, guys. I, I, no, it, you know it's it's the the behind the scenes. You guys are getting some of our dirty. Yeah, here, but I probably would have booked a flight with uh, with Southwest just to make the turnaround faster, and we all know how that turned out too. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really glad I didn't try and commit to any kind of travel. My parents got stranded here uh, after Christmas because they had flights on Southwest. And uh, the yeah. last day that we were planning on, hey, we're going to go to the Santa Barbara Zoo. We're going to hang out. We're going to do all this fun stuff. And uh, they, they instead had to spend the entire day scrambling to get a rental car and then drive back from California to New Mexico. And it was just a oh, mess. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, so that was that was not the happiest end to what was otherwise a really lovely uh, holiday family holiday vacation yeah trip. and i the southwest the south the southwest debacle is still going on actually sadly still going mm -hmm. on and hopefully are people can... still stranded wow okay now now you're okay so talk say something and is is this um people keep saying i'm low so i'm just gonna keep turning myself up until okay. something happens here yeah now, anyone now you're coming up very very strong. Am I distorting or am I loud? Yes, a little bit. No, you are the you're peaking. Definitely like Okay. How about now? For, for me it sounds good. But no, no, I, no. Don't 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 use don't use like extra language. Peaking or loud? Right now you're just right. Okay. So I'm going to leave it right you're here. You're not Yeah, you're Great. not loud, we'll, but you're we'll not peaking. Keep going on. Uh, you guys wanted one up louder. You're going to get <laughs> one up louder. Really, well, you uh, have your, only yourselves to blame. 
Okay, right now, right now. Okay, everybody's stuck to right now. Barry, Jeff, ER, Mickey. Everybody's like, don't touch that dial. Because for that one second, you were like, you were, we were like right around each other. Like, uh, just, so, just so you know, like in StreamYard right now, I'm at like 120, um, where usually I have to turn myself way under you to not yeah. blow out your, your side of the conversation. So anyway. No, no. Um, okay. Good. <laughs> We're doing it live, folks. We're doing Best it really live. Podcast. Like, you know, yeah, like uh, from a podcasting standpoint, this is really bad. For the audio f- uh, feed, uh, we do apologize. We're trying to figure it out. Our, our PCs forgot how to do things for after two weeks of uh, not This streaming. is a StreamYard thing, man. I, I, no, no, I, I know. I, I'm doing this It's StreamYard on, on trying to improve things. Like They're improving. The we just don't know how to use it. That's We need to learn how to use this We tool. know how to use Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm not putting any of this on us. I, this no, no. is StreamYard. Okay, okay. No, this, absolutely. This is th- you know, we like StreamYard as a service, but that doesn't mean we can't criticize when our audio settings go bork because I can't hear what I'm sending. So anyway. That's true. Actually, you're right. We don't actually have a way of monitoring our audio. Um, but yeah, so long story short, CES coming up next week. Uh, I was say, short story long, CES. <laughs> yeah, because that's what it is. I mean, CES, that's that's typically that's how great. it goes. Things go, things happen, hopefully good things, and uh, we'll see how things go. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously, though, more focusing trying to see if I can get myself back to MWC, if I can. If I can't, then, you know, we'll, we'll try yeah, to see how things Yeah, I think trade shows are going to be interesting over this next year. Um, I'm very anxious to see how we start talking about prepping for Computex type shows. Yes, uh, Taipei. Like yeah, with, yeah. with travel in and out of the sort of more Asian Pacific region mm-hmm. is going to get real, real iffy. Um, it's getting a little bit dicey that... right now. Yeah, starting. Well, with starting the way yesterday? That some some co- oh. countries are kind of opening up travel when they maybe shouldn't be, and other countries are now trying to restrict travel. Um, I, I feel like there's just going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of crossed circuits. There's going to be a lot of cross conversations and people, mm-hmm. you know, this one region does this, this one country does that. And it's going to be increasingly difficult to make sure like, hey, I'm going to be traveling here in a couple months. Oh, I need a completely different set of paperwork and vaccination cards and and mm-hmm. what is it that's going to allow me into the country and how long will i have to quarantine and, and do all this or, stuff? or even if there is paperwork you need to find out if there is even yeah. a requirement so that's the thing like that 2022 for me was more like going to mwc was a paperwork you know process going in uh the, the last uh what's it called qualcomm tech summit going to hawaii was a process yeah. like you have to file forms you have oh, there's yeah. a desk you have to go to to get the band and you have to keep that band with you the whole time and then again we went in december or november and that was like okay none of that was there but so long story short 2022 may have been the year where we're kind of getting back to somewhat of a normal but it looks like things are kind of adjusting so 2023 hopefully we'll see how conferences and so on like i said yeah. i mean uh let's see how things go I, let's, i'm just gonna play by ear with my family, like over Christmas, just like we're talking about pandemic in the past tense, but really we're still transitioning to managing this as some kind of endemic disease. It's not like Mm -hmm. we flipped a switch and it was done. And that's, I think the danger is a lot of people get complacent just because we're exhausted, you know, again, this is years of, this is years of of having to work with with it. But it's also appreciating that there's a spectrum of, transition and we're still like kind of on the dangerous side 
of the transition spectrum. No, no, for sure. And for me personally, unless it's in a very small group, I, I will still be masking through in, at least on the floor, because I'm expecting this time this year, the floor to be as busy as it can be where last year was pretty much a ghost town. And I keep saying last year, earlier this year was a ghost town next week, next year, hopefully is better um, with, with more of a full force, everybody there. Hopefully LG shows up this year. Um, sorry, I'm just joking, but I mean, realistically, the hope is yeah, that we I, have well, somewhat LG of a normal might, might actually have like an MWC presence just for their camera attack. Because their guys, TVs, I mean, their, saw, I mean, no, 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 you saw, you saw, they, they came up with a, uh, a, a focusing, zooming, uh, a, 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 what is a, an actual moving telephoto lens assembly. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, so I, LG, I didn't mean LG might yeah. actually be at MWC, not with phones but like hey we're gonna make these components that go into other people's phones and look we've got a camera that zooms <laughs> i i hope lg goes back into some kind of a conversation in in the mobile space but we'll That's have to see it's gonna be parts and pieces i, I yeah mean, again, i can't blame them for just completely walking away from making phones I to a certain point I miss I miss their presence I and miss I do them. still yeah, yeah th- I mean I still like I was I was cleaning up the last couple of weeks one of the things I did that I really appreciated this week so first and foremost you guys noticed the wall is gone that was one thing I decided to change the wall was just becoming um you know uh just it be- it became something that I I liked for the longest time but then it just kind of just there like it hasn't been changing i haven't been moving boxes whatever i stopped moving it so i figured let me just change that it's going to be more focused on dragon ball and the new shirt just for ricky's reference uh my christmas gift for my wife uh she always hooks it up <laughs> literally 90 percent. when you see a lot of the cool shirts that we get it's mostly my wife she she's always on the hunt for christmas uh, for this because it's an easy thing for me you know you just pick oh, yeah. you know insert dragon ball blah blah and tk's in there and he's like very happy so that's usually the easiest way to kind of get me um but yeah, so the the I know we're kind of got going up in, in circles and so on, but the reality is the year's over. Hopefully 2023 will have will have better better chances, better understanding, and better camera gear. Um I'm I'm still heavily more focusing on mobile devices. I'm really debating mm-hmm. if I need to even bring my DSLR. The X70 Pro Plus has been doing it so well for me that I really and I and just a reference, I covered 2022 CES with that device. I was oh, borrowing yeah. it from you there before I stole it from you, but that's a different conversation for a different day. <laughs> keep it, keep it straight, TK. Now, yeah, you know what I mean. So, I'm, but I'm seriously considering, like, why should I bring like a massive tripod, a massive camera setup, walk around with heavy gear? Plus, from what I'm seeing in the weather, it's going to be raining most of the time. So, in I'm going to yeah. be in and out of hotels and casinos and whatever, depending where I'm going, and it's going to be so wet. This is it's going to be that one. The other, yeah. The other concern too is like I don't think people always grok that like Vegas in the winter gets kind of cold and a little moist, which is a great recipe for packing people in from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And it, this isn't even about like COVID. It's just like I I have never been sicker with flus no, no, that, that's and what colds I'm, and other immune things Immune system too. is stressed. You're running, you're running around. It's cold. And then you get introducing kind of content, you know, like uh, any kind of bugs or whatever. So the long story for me is I don't want to be – I don't want to come back with a massive – like what happened to us this year. We came back. Both my wife and my son had COVID. So we were in. We were locked down for like a couple of weeks trying to get through it. It was beginning – it was Omicron's beginning uh, phase. So I've been very clear – you know, I want to make sure we come back healthy. It's a quick in and out. And if it is a massive setting, like unless it's a small little where I'm in a hotel room and we're we're working on some hands-on, whatever, 
I'm probably you're probably going to see me wearing a mask. And I think that's mostly because I just I'd like to come back healthy. I'd like to not have to come back and be in bed for a week or two. I don't know, however long it yeah. takes. So, yeah, for me, it's more that. Uh, but I do hope I, I do hope everybody here, uh, uh, you know, the best of the New Year's celebration. If you celebrate, obviously, and have fun, uh, enjoy the next couple of days. We have a holiday, at least here for us in the U.S. on the second. Uh, and then the third is back to normal, hopefully. <laughs> we'll yeah, see how. Hopefully. See. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, you know, normal is, a, you know, relative it's term. A, it's very, <laughs> very, uh, yeah, your normal may not be mine. And and I'm hoping, it's, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping to be excited more. I want to get back into being excited about the, uh, you know, to tech and the conversations. There's a few things I know that are coming that'll, that'll excite a lot of people. I am hoping those conversations do happen. Um, but I will say this. I think it's time for us to start talking a little bit about 2022 and maybe some of the things that we liked and maybe some of the for things sure. that we didn't. But uh, if you guys have any questions for everybody in the chat, I know we have a, a few people in the chat with us here. Everybody at first, um, let us know what your questions are for, you know, devices, uh, be it flagship, be it mid range, be it entry level, uh, you know, be it audio. We've also covered a lot of audio. Juan's been playing with power banks for the longest time because he's yeah. he's rocking anchor. He's, he's team anchor all the way. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've gotten to try, test drive a couple like of these big crate. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I played with and, the uh, seven five seven, I think uh, as well. We we both got a chance. You did to play the seven five seven. I also yeah. uh, Powers, uh battery was really killer, but the seven six seven has mm -hmm. actually come in handy with some of the weather that we've been having, and especially out in our flavor of the burbs. Um, mm -hmm. Man. It, it is crazy to me how how much people out in these little neighborhoods just completely normalize like, oh, yeah, the wind's picked up a little bit. So I guess we just won't have power for a day or two. And you're like, <laughs> and, and there's nothing we can like we can't petition for like, like tree clearing or mm -hmm. better power line management or no. Oh, no, we just we just don't have power. OK, OK, that's real freaky, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so the 767, uh, if you guys caught TK and I both did videos on the 757, and it's basically an igloo cooler, like a 24 soda can igloo cooler just full yep. of battery cells. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a chunky boy. The 767 has twice the capacity of the 757 <laughs> and is so big it has wheels. <laughs> Yeah. So you, you have like a little rolling suitcase. Um, and, and I can, this, this might bork. So again, uh, apologies, but come on, why can't I share? Share screen. Come on, come on, StreamYard. I'm, I'm doing the thing. Let's do the stuff. Okay. Cause it's not, yeah, it's not showing. Oh, here it is. Oh, okay, there we good. go. Okay. So we had a scheduled blackout and Marie and I are like, oh yeah, well, we've got the battery. It'll be fine. We didn't pay attention that the blackout was going to be scheduled for an entire night. They were oh, going to wow. kick off the power at 9. They were going to bring the power back at 8. And that's too long to let in this food weather. sit in your fridge. Well, not it, only that. It, oh, well, I guess in this weather, the food, yeah. So No, no, no. I mean, like, because we want to try and keep the house a little warmer because we're not really mm -hmm. running our... I mean, I guess our heater technically might have worked, but it didn't because we didn't have electricity to kick off the... Mo anyway. Um, yeah. But what we were worried about is, like, really, that's too long. And we've got medications in that fridge. So this is the 767. It looks like a little AstroTech droid. Um, <laughs> we Plugging in our fridge, and we plugged it in at around 9.30, and the power did come back a little earlier. It came back at, like, 7, so we unplugged it at 7.30, and uh, we, we dropped, like, 30% on the battery. 
Nice. So this is the thing that like for our gross old power inefficient fridge, this little battery would have run it for um, we at least 30 hours of operation. Cause like here's with uh, what, 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 when we unplugged it and we got the power turned back on. um, Wait, is that a 240 plug? No, that's an RV plug. I have no idea. Oh, what, okay. I thought it was like that... a 240 output plug. I'm like, dude, that could charge my car. <laughs> so I'm I'm very impressed. Again, I, I understand some folks looking at the company as a whole because Ufi kind of broke my heart. But yeah. looking at the battery team, this has been a, a tremendous, uh, a, a tremendous addition Success. to our sort oh, of. Oh no, no, absolutely. Route. I I. I've... I've used their the seven six seven sorry sorry the seven five seven that we had for me came in a clutch because we were having some repairs done on the on the roof of my house and um, the solar mm-hmm. well we have solar now but the um, they had to turn off the power to the pan to the panel to run wires so for about two hours mm-hmm. at the same time the roofers needed hardware equipment uh, their their chainsaws their cutters because you'd be able to cut tile and so on so I used the seven five seven hooked it up on the side of them and I gave them the power through there. And then the rest of the house was out for two hours. And that that's to me is this is the type of, you know, solutions that you never have thought of like, oh, well, why this makes sense? You know, power outages, roll out power outages or uh, needing hardware that, you know, not allowing a project to kind of be backed up for two hours and them just sitting there. Um, so, yeah, no, getting like I said, yeah, I, I'm very happy with the way Anchor's been doing their batteries. I've been a fan of their batteries for years. And yeah. um, I can't wait for them to get since they seem to keep getting bigger and bigger in battery capacities. I can't wait for them to see yeah, maybe if they get into the home battery system uh, for like solar uh, backup. Well, I, I think 767 is a step in that direction because yeah. they also have additional Oh, this is power. one doing exercise. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this actually was pretty difficult to hold. Like, on, like, <laughs> like, what? like to try and hold Dude. it still, you can see like my arms are twitching. Um, oh, yeah. But the uh, this one actually has a, uh, a reverse port. So mm-hmm. I had to focus there and now I kind of flop it back open again. The um, they have additional battery packs that plug into the seven six seven that double okay. its capacity. Ex- it capa- expansion so nice. it's already yeah, yeah, yeah. twice twice the capacity of the seven five seven, and then you can double it again with a modular battery system. So what you're saying there, I believe they're they're gonna um, they're gonna bring some type of home well, battery solution Zen, Zen, zender the uh, the other company i've been trying to work with i saw them back at ifa uh they're coming yeah. up with their Superbase v which is a similar mm-hmm. solution rolling um but their modules stack up and you can get up yep. to like ten thousand kilowatts worth of power banks <laughs> on top if you want to spend the money um but so they, i don't think expandable. anchor can daisy chain it's just one but what you would do is you would plug one in if you could you could have as many as you want but you can only yeah. plug one in at a time as far as i know um, so real quick, uh, Jeff is yeah. just um, is saying like I, I need to go ahead and get one. I, I, obviously, not everyone needs the run your fridge for two days straight battery that uh, that I was showing off there. But increasingly, especially with all of like the winter storms that people were facing throughout the Midwest, I, I had to sign up for a new credit union. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a whole long story that I'm not going to bore people with here in terms of like managing my finances. I'll save that for tax season. Um, <laughs> but I'm on the phone with this lovely woman from Michigan and she's like, yeah, I guess, you know, we're just all going to have to hunker down. And I'm in like this sort of eye of the storm kind of a thing where we're pretty much going to be without power and it's going to be freezing. And, you know, you just kind of have to deal. And I've got a little gas generator and you're like, 
go to like a Costco or a Sam's Club or something. Not necessarily specifically this anchor, but any one of these big crate batteries comes in clutch. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I showed in one of those little video clips, like, my 1,200-watt microwave pulls 2,000 watts at, at launch. Yeah, so when you the, start the, the microwave, it oh, it's not drawing 1,200 watts. It's drawing 1,900 watts. Yeah. And then it settles into a cook cycle at around 1,000 watts. That's beefy. So... Your individual appliances might draw huge amounts of power, but if you're in a power out situation and you're not trying to brew coffee for hours on end, mm-hmm. one of the little, the sort of more portable, like lunchbox size batteries can keep your phone and your laptop running for days of, of managed use. It yeah. is such a peace of mind knowing you have some kind of uh, power accessibility mm-hmm. um, when, you know, you can't rely on the grid and I'm starting to like kind of get into more like, you know, prepper mentality. Like I don't, I need these solar panels. I need this and I need that. I need a mini fridge and we're going to do all this stuff. Great. But literally just your basics for communication can be handled for a Mm -hmm. very modest cost, much more reliably than if you have like a little pocketable battery pack, like get yourself something just a little bit more dependable. You got to charge it up every other month. That's fine. And then when you need it, you've got a big brick of power that can at least keep you connected um, yeah. in the event of an emergency. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing. Even with solar, I've learned the last couple of days have been a great learning experience. Solar panels work in the winter when it's raining, but yeah. it works so inefficiently. So my God, oh, oh my God. Sure. Like you go down to, I would say maybe a, five percent performance to what you're supposed to be but if it's an emergency and and you can get some kind of light through the clouds that five percent is like a huge difference a huge peace of mind between like oh no my phone's running out of battery (laughs) or (laughs) no 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 no. oh i I, i'm kind of keeping our fridge running so our medication doesn't spoil (laughs) and i think that's that was the thing um that was the setup that I decided to go with mine on, on the solar system that we did. We did something called a solar backup where it's not batteries, yeah. but essentially is if as long as there's sorry, there's light, 30% of the power produced by the panels, if this if the grid is down, will basically light up uh, a, what we call an emergency load or basically a reserve load. A smaller subset, but one of them is the refrigerators uh, that we have in here because medication and food and so on. So uh, mm-hmm. those those type of services will run during the day while obviously they won't at night and the battery like anchors, uh, the 6.7 or the 7.5.7 series uh, would work. And even the Zender one, there's like I said, there's a whole bunch of brands. It's not mm-hmm. like they're the only ones. Um, yeah. And I've had a chance to see both. The one thing I will say before we kind of kind of close up on that one with the Zendier system is it does daisy chain and they're stackable. So that was the good thing. And it still has the motorized wheels. So although you may have four um, expansion battery packs, they're not the full system. You can literally run four with the main unit to about 10,000 kilowatts. Yeah. And then they're providing a solution with like a sub panel. So if you don't want to do solar mm-hmm. or whatever, you could do that type of solution that that solar does. But We'll have to see. I'm hoping 2023 brings in more affordable backup solutions and that maybe solar now that it's being more supported with the government that we'll be able to for see sure. more affordable pricing on those as well. So, yeah, for yeah, sure. So Jaime is bringing up a great point about gas. When you don't know if you'll be out for days, you have to go gas. Luckily, the newer ones have eco modes. My generator will run my fridge and freezer for a full day on a gallon of gas. I feel we're getting to that crossover point on mm-hmm. batteries where 
the upfront costs are substantially higher than a gas generator, mm-hmm. but I don't have a good resource, which isn't like a couple miles or, well, I guess one's a little closer, but getting gas for a generator is a bit more of a chore. Um, the, the, the combo is you need to have some good solar panels and one of these crate batteries, and then you can easily run that indoors. It's a lot quieter, um, Mm -hmm. especially in a neighborhood where the power's out. And if it's something really serious and you don't know how desperate people might be around you, I hate talking like this, but it's also like a personal safety thing for me. A generator is a sign that someone has resources that someone else might want. Mm-hmm. as uh, compared to, like, a crate battery that is discreet and indoors. We have a no, fence around our back patio, so I can throw up some solar panels and reasonably feel like people aren't always walking by and kind of peeking over our fence. So the gas generator is much more economical. Like, you can get in, you can get it, that's great. I'll never have to give a crate battery an oil change. <laughs> I'll never have to, like, you know, maintenance it. All I have to yeah, do yeah. is plug it in every every other month just to top yeah, yeah. it off or make sure that uh-huh. it's it's kind of trickle charged and then with even my crappy i i have a, a, a it's a dokio which is an unfortunately kind of apt name for how terrible this solar panel really is but even on that like i can kind of cycle during the day where i'd be able to run our fridge for a respectably long time without ever having to source fuel Um, maybe not necessarily exactly in this weather, that might be a bit more of a challenge and I'd want, uh, another, uh, sort of outlay, um, of solar panels to kind of make that work. But it, it, it is, it, it, it's different flavors of the same conversation. What we ultimately want are people to be prepared with the solution that best meets their needs. Exactly. Uh, I feel like uh, a lot of people in my circles of family and friends have not gotten anything, because of the drawbacks of gas power generators and because of the higher prices on crate batteries. Prices on crate batteries are falling pretty decently as the tech mm-hmm. becomes more accessible. Um, we're, yeah, we're starting to see solid-state batteries kinda as well, the or main... semi-solid-state options as well in the solutions. For sure. So I think that's the I mean, exciting the, part. And the yeah. 767 is using, like, gallium nitride as part oh, yeah. of the charging tech, which also, again, it improves efficiency. It, it is an expensive technology, and it's an expensive mm-hmm. battery, but it is one that would hopefully extend the life of the, the number of charge cycles you can put it through. Yeah. Um, I don't know that gas-powered generators are going to find that next tech edge that significantly improves their capabilities or dramatically drops their price. So if you buy in on a crate battery right now, you have to know in two years they're going to be cheaper for what you bought. Like they're going to yeah. be more commonplace. The tech is going to get more mainstreamed. But I still feel like this is the, the, the trade-over where I can run a fridge really well with something that generates power in my home. Um, now I think we're at that tipping point where it really does make sense for people to kind of go out there and shop what their needs might be. So That's I, true. I, I feel like those combinations, people need to do the math. Right up front, it's really easy to point out the main drawback. You are going to spend a lot more up front for similar power capacity over a gallon of gas, but then you never need to buy a gallon of gas and you never need to maintenance beyond charging it. And I feel like that's an appropriate trade-off over what is hopefully going to be 
uh, a fallback solution for years. Like yeah. now that I've got this seven six seven, I'm hoping it's just going to kick around our house for te- you know another five, six, maybe mm-hmm. ten years, and I only need to kind of occasionally mess with it to make sure that we've got it sort of prepped if something happens. Yeah, and and I for me, yeah. No, I'm with you. And I think that was the solution. That's why I'm I'm really more focusing on that type of solution. The reason why I'm I'm getting more um, excited about modularity when it comes down to these batteries is that you are able to replace modules if if partial system kind of fail. Where as opposed to kind of going in with one massive battery pack that, you know, then you have to, you don't know where the problems are. One pack goes down, you can replace it and then you can kind of move into the next one. And as as the... I think that needs to be one of the one of the next sort of right to repair issues because yeah. one of my concerns on a crate battery are how few shops can do serious maintenance. Oh yeah, absolutely. To a, a big, I mean, because it is they're EV grade battery cells in a mm-hmm. ruggedized frame, and I, I really want to look up like who can appropriately crack that open and replace cells five years from now. No, and I we think need electricians that now yeah. operate like auto repair shop guys. You know, that's like the next because not not just for these, but for all of the things that depend on this type of battery technology from from phones to computers to emergency power supplies to cars. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a major maintenance issue over the coming decade. It's going to be a major challenge. So yeah. um, it, it's well, it's a uh, it, it's tricky. And, and again, it's still not as mature as I think some people would like it to be, but I feel it's now matured to a point where the money makes sense. If you look at that really long-term kind of as a really long-term kind of solution. Yeah. And I, and and I think that's one of the biggest things I appreciate is what we have and what we're able to do, what we're capable, the solutions that we have now are definitely a lot better than they used to be. And they're becoming, as you said, more affordable. The question would be is, you know, just know that going into it and know that, you know, at some point, if you do need to replace, you'll definitely get a better deal. Uh, And I think at the end of the day, it should just be more beneficial for us. Uh, for the longest time for me going into time, the, the backup situation and, and using batteries for so many years, um, that was my biggest worry. I decided to go with the solar system without battery backup because I just felt like the technology is going to get cheaper. It is going to get better and I don't need it right now. Um, but I'm learning so much about the solar and configuration and what we can do, what are the possibilities. And um, I'm hoping I'll be able to figure out more with Zendir if I'm able to actually hook them up to the system. It'll be a good video yeah. uh, just to showcase, you know, third party other than, you know, the big name, you know, Tesla and phase, well, whatever. And all I want to say yeah. there's let me see if I can find it. There was a great video by um, what is it? 8-Bit guy. Okay. Yeah, the eight bit guy. Um, you, I, 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 I can't dig through all of his videos. His videos are awesome. Um, I'll have to check but it out. he did one where he, he, he's got like a little sort of backyard studio. Like mm-hmm. he, he has kind of like a little backyard office, and that's where he works and also produces his YouTube videos. But he huh. did Remind a whole thing Roger on Pop. like this. This is what it would take to throw some solar panels on that little. Um, office that that little backyard office and have it power some type of larger backup battery and how yeah. much power and and what kind of power cycling I would need just to run my office 
And it's not like a solar install. It's like he really just went out and got off-the-shelf consumer portable solar batteries that, like, you would have – I mean, not batteries, solar panels you would have mm-hmm. used for, like, RV, you know, like, kind of mm-hmm. car camping kind of a thing. And he really did outfit his little office. It's like, and I could run it for a day doing this, or if I do that, I can run it for two days. And the way that he actually broke down all the math was very insightful. I mean, his whole channel was great, but, right. um, but that one video especially helped a lot to kind of, like – shortcut some of my education on solar panels which next this next year i really have to focus in on more like what are some good solutions what what kind of power should you really expect they're rated for this but sunshine means that you'll get a fraction of that it's a heady it's a heady uh conversation it's a very and not only that they don't a lot of the information you find from solar companies are not very forthcoming on details it's very generalized and top level Mm -hmm. and typically skewed towards the positive. We're not real, not, they're not anchored in any kind of realistic uh, expectations. And yeah, you do need to do your own homework. So it, it's a big expense, but it's, it pays off. And and for me, when we have sunny days, I'm very happy with the performance. And when we have gloomy <laughs> days like today, I'm like, okay. Oh, we're still getting something. I'm getting something. It, yeah, I did shave off like a little bit off the top, kind of like that type of solution. Well, we've got a couple other questions here and I want to kick over to, uh, I, I believe it's Kemi. Or Chemi. Shemi? Shemi? Uh, that, okay. Yeah, sorry. you could go. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know. Shemi. Um, what would be your best portable or small speaker today? Uh, something mm. like the Anchor, Anchor Soundcore <laughs> Motion Plus. So I, I, I have I the, pull, yeah. the Anchor. I have the Soundcore that actually has the driver issue. So when it gets too hot, the drivers um, expand. The oh, driver okay. cones actually kind of push out and it causes mm-hmm. some some distortion. The sound but core that one or would the still one? be the sound core. Oh, well, I mean, okay. that is anchor, sound core by anchor. Um, okay. But oh, that yeah, to that's me right. That's be, right. They are some. Yeah. I have both the, the large and the I, smaller version of those. I, I would probably say that that motion boom is probably my top pick. I, I stopped covering a lot of Bluetooth speakers because there was this like. There was this kind of insane gap. Either they were terrible garbage that sound awful and no one should ever wait. They were basically e-waste or mm-hmm. they were ridiculously expensive and they sounded pretty good. Yeah. Um, the other speakers that I still use, um, they're not new, but I still like them. I have a pair of the One More Bluetooth speakers, but honestly, okay. I don't even know if One More still sells them. Like they're a couple years old at this point. But if you got two of them, they did a really good job at kind of room filling um, yeah. you know, small bedroom filling, but I, w- I would say my main go-to now when people say, Hey, I want to try and get like a little portable, not little, I want to get a portable Bluetooth speaker. I, I, I tend to start the conversation at a sound core. Sound, sound core for me is also pretty solid, but I also like the LG X boom series. That's a little bit smaller, mm. um, still features a lot of good bass, um, uh, port- more portable. And the one I think I got a chance to play with was, uh, also included RGB lighting, which is always nice, you know, as for, hey, you for need the RGBs, sound. they make your, you gotta, your music you sound party. 17% more gooder. Absolutely. Just by turning on the lights. Um, but yeah, no, uh, between Soundcore, between LG, I think those are typically the ones I like. Wired Solutions, I've been playing with the edifiers, the studio monitors. Uh, those are also really nice um, from edifier as far as the audio experience. Yeah. So it, you, you can't go wrong too much. But in speakers, for me, I feel like someone that the price sometimes typically does kind of dictate the quality of the hardware that's inside. And mm-hmm. it's something to kind of keep in mind. Uh, I mean, Soundcore always sounds nice. 
but expandable, yeah. you know, if the tube expands on heat and those are intended yeah, that, to be used that, that was, I mean, when I did my video on it, that was a very early production of the newest motion boom. I forget okay. what it's motion boom plus or whatever that yeah, yeah. has been addressed. That shouldn't okay, be good. an issue in manufacturing from here on, unless you somehow manage to get like early, old uh, stock that was sitting on a somewhere. shelf. And so if that happens to you, contact them because like Soundcore is pretty good about yeah. swapping that kind of stuff out from what I've seen. I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, has anyone played with like a JBL? I remember JBLs being like incredible you... Bluetooth, but yeah, then also I... they were the most expensive for a lot of that. <laughs> I, ha- I haven't had a chance to. No, I wish. Um, I'm going to try to see if what, what I can find. Um, it, like I said, for me, audio lately has been more focused on over ear on ear not in ear as much and also mobile standalone kind of experience like for me on the pc uh the little the, the leviathan uh, razor the soundbar absolutely one of the best solutions uh with with uh what's it called the the base box at the bottom uh, on the ground so for me it's been that type of solution i've been focusing more so kind of works like a speaker but it's not really a speaker but it's intended to be yeah you know more sound filling uh, and you could technically take it with you but it's not very portable but soundcore i think i guess i'll, I'll echo juan's recommendation <laughs> sure. well again i'm not saying it will be the solution but i tend to point people there first look at that first and see if that's kind of what you're looking for and yeah. then there are some other options and solutions that you can shop from there but i tend to start with that motion boom now just because it was and they have again, two two sizes by the way just it's yeah. the one that we put in our videos little, i think those are the yeah smaller. those were the, the we, larger we the of the big, two the big chunky the big guy. boys. Yeah, There's yeah, a yeah. smaller chunky boy. Yeah, and, and that so, which I did end up getting later, but yeah. So um, we, we we have to highlight this next comment from Ricky. What was your favorite software of the year, and why was it Luma Fusion? I like the question and answer. <laughs> I love that one. Um, I think. I mean, honestly, I, I know one will be definitely jumping all over the fact that we have solutions that are not subscription based. But for mm-hmm. me, it's more about the excitement and the versatility of what we get with it. Luma Fusion for me. Now that I also own it both again, so I did buy it again um, on yep. on non non Samsung uh, store, which I made I'm, a mistake. I'm ready to buy it again if they'll bring it to Amazon. If they bring, well, I, no, you know, actually, I'm with you. Yeah, if they do that, and maybe we can use. I'll, it I'll give the money all over again. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like the solution of where it where, what it does and what it's representing. It it still obviously needs some work, but its its presence is exciting. Um, Would you get that last update? Me, because it yeah. helped solve they, they, like they fixed two of those it. Yeah. really gremlin things it, that I had. It was in the. Yeah. It was in the. It was in the update notes, and I was like, "Yes, you're listening." Um, so for me, it's, it's the ability of using it within Dex. It's the ability of using it on my Pixel. The ability of using it on so many different options, so many different devices. Um, and also, if you kind of really want to nerd out, you can use them with like an uh, like an Unreal or uh, like you know some uh, glasses, AR glasses on your phone mm-hmm. to try to make it a little bit more of a personal experience if you're in a plane or something like that. Uh, I think that's the solutions that I really like about what LumaFusion brings in. I'm not saying the Power Director. I'm not saying that some of the other solutions that we have are not good. Oh, I just feel uh, well. That's why I'm leaving it there. <laughs> I'm like teeing off to wait. Hold on, teeing off to you, my friend. Um, it's it's more about the burn that I got from Power Director and why I stopped using it. Where I had my lifetime subscription, and that suddenly that became. Just nothing. Another so paid like, subscription. Another paid subscription. You have to keep paying and paying and paying. Um, I like using CapCut. CapCut is a good, you know, on the go. But mm-hmm. it's weird enough, on my Pixel Seven Pro, not on any other device I've installed CapCut, it has premium features. But all other devices don't have that. Like somehow they're mm-hmm. targeting Pixel devices and saying, "Hey, you have premium filters." 
So long story, kind of extremely short. When we were at, at uh, when we were over at uh, the MediaTek Tech Summit and so on, I was actually using LumaFusion. I, I logged in, I set it up, I logged in with Dex on my PC, and I launched LumaFusion on my PC using Dex on PC. That's the really nice things I get to get out of that because you can't do that with other platforms. You know, very few devices allow you to do so, but like the ready for ecosystem decks allows you to do it really nicely because it formats to your display. Um, So those are the things I was excited about LumaFusion. That's why I like it. And I feel like it's one of the better solution or software options that came for creators and even for general users. It's not that expensive. Oh, 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. 20 bucks is reasonable. Well, right now, $20 on sale and you buy it once and you own it forever. And that has sort of held true. Um, Mm -hmm. On on my iPhone, when I was still cutting iPhone videos, I bought LumaFusion years ago. Um, And uh, I've never spent another nickel on it. And that to me is a very big deal in a world of services that use your bandwidth, your compute power, your local storage, trying to charge you a subscription to use your bandwidth, your compute power, and your local storage, which makes no sense to me. Um, the uh, charge you every to, month to, for it. So, so obviously one of the, the most exciting things, like I even wrote an editorial on, on my website about why LumaFusion on Android was such a big deal. But I also want to throw out, you know, Ricky's question was funny, but I want to throw out a serious answer too. Uh, this year, getting to the end of the year, is the mm-hmm. first year where we can take Windows 11, Windows on ARM, more seriously. A lot so I don't want to belabor that. Both TK and I have videos on the Surface Pro 9, SQ3. Mm-hmm. I've got one more little wrap-up video before I have to send my review unit back. I'm holding on to like the last possible minute because I've been loving this little tablet. Um, but yeah, I'm I, I want to try to bring I want to highlight yeah. one spoiler for my next video. You, you do the cost comparison between a Surface Pro 9 and an iPad Pro. In the iPad Pro, when you similarly configure, you add the same accessories, is going to be more expensive than the Surface Pro 9. The iPad Pro is more powerful. No one is going to question that. You have a, a, a better performance, a better performance per watt. The, the iPad Pro is a monster machine. But on my Surface Pro 9... I also have, uh, so I can run Microsoft apps. So mm-hmm. like literally Windows apps. I can also run a lot of x86 software reasonably well. Obviously mm-hmm. you lose some performance. Like I, I, I turn on Affinity and I can literally like go get a cup of water and come back before Affinity loads. But I can use Affinity to edit raw files on the Surface Pro 9. Like it works. I can use GIMP. I can use all of these things. It, it runs Windows software surprisingly well. It's just a little pokey compared mm-hmm. to like a core i7 laptop. Yeah. But I also have Android 13. Windows 11 and Windows on ARM has updated to Android 13 faster than any other tablet except for a Galaxy Tab, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Tab S8. Literally, if you have Windows 11 and you're not using the Windows subsystem for ARM, like you're kind of missing out on all of those Android apps that would fill in the gaps on what doesn't run well with Windows on ARM. And yeah. I just installed Ubuntu in the Linux subsystem. So now <laughs> I can also run just, just through the Windows interface. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I can run almost any piece of Linux software that I would want to install on a portable tape pl- slate computer solution. So in one device, I have the ability to sideload with uh, an up-to-date Android. Like this mm-hmm. is a secure patched, you know, current build of Android 13. 
I can also run Linux apps. I can run Windows apps and I can run x86. I can play PC games natively. I can play Android apps and games natively. Like yep. all of this is in one slate that is demonstrably cheaper than an iPad Pro and just wonderfully more functional. Like if you plug in a monitor, it just shows up like another monitor. Monitor. I don't have an eight app limit on how many pieces of software I can run because it's not a dumbed down iPad operating system. It's a a full build of Windows. So that, that, that has like, when it comes to software, this is one of those like, interesting turning points in Microsoft strategy. They legitimately do not seem to care what you run their services from. They just want you using their services. And now their hardware strategy is starting to mirror that where, oh, do you want to run Linux? We can let you run Linux. Oh, do you need Android apps? You can install Android apps. That's fine. The entire cohesive package uh, again, like I was saying with crate batteries, to me, this is the first step where I feel consumers can take it more seriously. Obviously, in two years, what you'll buy is going to be remarkably more powerful and probably cheaper. But from the stepping off point, now this is something where if I handed my mom a Windows on ARM tablet or a Windows on ARM laptop, I would not be concerned that she would run into roadblocks with what she wants to do on a portable Maybe some issues if she were, you know, working more hardcore with, like, a desktop machine. Sure, Mm -hmm. because performance per watt. But when she's out and about and she's got her little iPad and she's doing things on her iPad and she's checking her email and she's, like, logging into her bank and she's checking, like, the credit card statements and she's got spreadsheets and all this stuff would actually be better on a Surface now than on her iPad. And she'd have access to a lot more capability if she ever chose to use it. Like, it would grow with her more than what an Mm -hmm. iPad could do. No, I, and I think that's the ben, That's one of the things that I think a lot of people are not noticing the reason why why this is exciting, where we are now. Uh, Qualcomm even focused on that uh, on stage. They talked mm-hmm. about you know the presence, their move into Windows on ARM. Orion next year is going to be coming in, hopefully, kind of revolutionizing that that ecosystem. It, what we where we were three years ago, or you know, two to three years ago, when the Surface Pro X, I think the Surface X came out which was you know, their first HCX series uh, SOCs from Qualcomm, we're seeing a big shift now. We're starting to see more support, better in ecosystem presence. But it just, that, 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 that um, the way it was just done on the Pro 9 5G, it was just done so nicely. So the packaging, Windows 11 manages it much better than what we've yeah. seen in the past. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's seamless um, when you're, if you switch over to it from a regular Surface yeah. and then, yeah, a little bit not as fast, but again, the fact that it exists, the fact that it has the battery life that it has, always on connected 5G options as well with uh, you know T-Mobile, eSIM, or physical SIM cards in the back, it, mm. changing the expandable uh, the storage on it, you can go upgrade your storage. Yeah, on your when own. was the last time you upgraded the storage in an iPad? Because it's a pin tool. <laughs> it's a pin a tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, literally it's just, like you like poop. Remove and, and then right, and it's right there, and you take a little hex screw and you pop yeah, it yeah, out. You're, like, you're, okay, I guess I now I can throw in a terabyte. Exactly. See, what that, 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 that to that's me the is, exciting part. Yeah. That, that, that to me is, is the, the, the sort of the big philosophical difference that I don't think a lot of people focus on. Instead, they're so up their own bottoms about, well, we did a geek bench and the score is so much bigger. And you're like, yes, concede. Obviously, iPad Pro, bigger numbers. Great. Yeah. Two years from now, if you need to upgrade the storage, what do you do? You buy a new iPad. A new iPad Pro. Two yeah. years from now, if I want to upgrade the storage on a Surface Pro 9, 100 bucks? 
<laughs> like a hundred no, bucks and maybe an hour of my time. And so, I think that's so a big that, thing. That, yeah. that, that difference I don't believe gets highlighted enough in these kinds of conversations where we used to have these take capabilities and take them for granted. And then we started gluing everything shut. You couldn't touch anything. And now we're coming back. And, and I really want people to get a sense of ecosystem does not need to mean radical consumer lock-in or anti-consumer lock-in. Cause I think Which Microsoft has a good ecosystem of products and services and their big change over the last couple of years has been interoperability and adding other features from other platforms and making better services for other mm -hmm. platforms. And that's a very different solution than if you go into Apple, you know, I need to go all Apple or nothing. Like, and, and, and also expect really that you're going to buy work, more Apple or nothing as time goes on. Yeah, I, you're, I have you're... to, I have to spend all my money on, on Apple stuff to make the Apple stuff work with Apple stuff. And Microsoft's strategy has been polar opposite has been, yeah. You need Linux, we can give you Linux. You need Android, we can give you Android. You want to upgrade the storage, we're not going to make you rebuy your whole computer. That yep. Those kinds of baby steps are kind of critical to sort of, my, in my opinion, the future of competition in this market. Yep. But I want to move on to another question here. And this one I want to keep a little bit shorter. So TK, don't go explaining all, all the reasons why. You just got okay. to pick one and that that's it. And that has to okay. be your answer. All right? Sure. So, and, and Patrick says, it's a simple question, not an explained question, just a simple question. What was the overall best phone for 2022 minus price? Mm. <laughs> Putting you on the spot. You got to do it. Sophie's choice. Uh, I'll, I'll go with what I decided to actually kind of share with some of the other, some of the creators that we put out. And I, I really feel like this pixel. Look, he's already explaining. Me. He's already qualifying and he's already like, well, I've got it. It's, it's hard. It's hard. It's, uh, the Pixel 7 Pro, no, it, it, it the Pixel 7 Pro would be it. it. For me, it was a toss up between two smartphones, and mm -hmm. what was the, the, what was the other smartphone? What was the what was the toss up? <laughs> oh, the Sony. It's the Sony. It's a Sony. It, yeah. To me, it, it's it's Same. either Xperia One Mark IV or the Pixel 7 Pro. And from between the two, and as far as like a recommendation, where I would feel like the the device again, I, I know I'm explaining myself. Um, I, I ended up going, I, I went with the seven pro, the seven pro for me felt like more of, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I have, I, I could write a paragraph. Exact... Look at oh no. We, and we've made multiple we've had videos these about all these different yeah, devices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I um, but I have the same problem, but in a three-way tie, um, by a whisker, I'm going to say Xperia one Mark four, mm -hmm. my other two, um, Obviously, the Pixel 7 Pro. I just feel like Pixel 7 Pro and Xperia 1 Mark IV are the two most important phones of 2022. Not the best, not the most popular, obviously not the yeah. most popular, popular, but the yeah. most important. And then my third place is just, it's the phone I can't use as a phone here in the States, but I use significantly more for the camera tech than any other device would be the Xiaomi. So my 12S Ultra... Like all the footage that I was showing from uh, the anchor, the 767, when I was just putting clips up, yeah. everything I shot from the 767. Almost all of my outdoor B-roll now comes from the Xiaomi. A lot of my indoor B-roll when I need a quick shot comes from my Xiaomi. Yeah. Um, if I could use it as just a phone here in the United States, 
it might keep my SIM card over anything else. But now, just the realities of working in the United States uh, market, that's that honor belongs to the Xperia 1 Mark IV. Yeah, and and for me, the X70 Pro Plus has been playing what the X, the 12s Ultra has been. Yeah, for, 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 for one. exactly. I just if I didn't have the Xiaomi, it would be, it, yeah. it would have been the Vivo X80. Yeah, yeah, because the Vivo X80 the, uh, is so close. The 70 Pro Plus, yeah, for, it's is a uh, 2021 uh, device that came out at the end of the year, um, but has been you know surprisingly, Vivo keeps updating it. Like, I keep getting updates on that device, and it's it's a couple of years there. Mm-hmm. They're more consistent than I thought they were going oh, to be. Yeah. We uh, we had Android 12 at, in Vegas last year. As I was this year, I keep saying last year. Uh, early this year when I was in Vegas, I, I sent the message to Juan. I said, hey, Android 12 just dropped for the X70 Pro Plus. Is it okay? So we I updated that one and, and I use it. So consistently 90% or 95% of my B-roll has been on the X70 Pro Plus. And um, mm-hmm. for me, but when, again, for, for a device to carry SIM card and, you know, connectivity and, and bands and so on, I feel like the Pixel 7 Pro did cover the most, the most for me and provided me the best experience. And I like what, what they've done. I mean, overall, uh, you know, performance and everything. And it's been a champ. It keeps getting better over time. We just got Android. Thir- I just got Android 13 a week later because apparently I because we didn't check last week. We didn't have a show. So I've been waiting to kind of check. And as I was talking to Juan, I'm like, dude. Do 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 do. It's it 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 it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but I did it last week. But thank you, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, times. no. Um, the Vivo X. Oh yeah, so yeah. Uh, so I saw our buddy. Um, oh, man, um, one of our friends got the X X ninety Pro Plus. Yeah, um, and Ben Ben was rocking it pretty hardcore. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And, uh, ben, I think Tech Tablets has it too. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm still very anxious to see sort of the longer term coverage from one Mr. Barry Johnson. Yeah, who yeah, yeah. I I I feel like Barry and I both uh, he he would maybe say that I forced him to spend money on Vivo, but I kind of feel like we both naturally arrived at Vivo over the this last year. Like I think he was more of like a Xiaomi guy before. And I was just getting up to speed on Xiaomi, Poco, and all of those various sub-brands. But then Vivo came in with the X70 and just, like, mm-hmm. slapped me across the face. It was such a startling difference in smartphone camera tech. And the X80 Pro was, again, a step in that direction where it was just a monster performer. But I think, you know, now playing with this new sensor, the X90 is going to be, again, like the Xiaomi 12S Ultra, the X90 is going to be an absolute monster oh, yeah. of a camera. It is. It is. And I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm hoping I'll be able to get a chance to, to, to check it out. I, I know for sure um, CES does not have any presence for Vivo. Again, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm focusing more on MWC with mobile connectivity is this is where all the content, all the companies that I love working with, that I've worked with, that if they release all these exciting, really, really super amazing devices internationally or even in Asia primarily, they get to go. They get to go there and showcase their hardware. And we don't have access to that hardware in any kind of yeah. venue here in the U.S. So, uh, but yeah, I'm editing my coverage now. <laughs> uh, Barry Johnson, a, I am now I a, am Vivo, a guy. Vivo guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, Vivo's coming out swinging. I mean, the fact that we're ending 2022 with phones that already have eight Gen 2s and their next generation camera co-processors mm-hmm. is the such because yeah, yeah. uh, this is usually where I, I, I point to Xiaomi. I feel like Xiaomi is usually the company that comes out swinging before Samsung can get their products out the door. Mm-hmm. Vivo has been so aggressive from the X60 to mm-hmm. the X90. 
the evolution over all of those devices in, in less than two years has been remarkable. And also Aiku um, oh, yeah, is yeah, stepping yeah. up now as, as a that more BMW premium one brand. I, looked really nice. Yeah. Aiku started out as like that budget flavor, and now they're offering some of the nicest phones built on the market today. The the 9 Pro and the uh, this this Aiku 11 are... They easily go toe-to-toe with anything else that's being built at higher prices, you know? So yeah. that, that to me, is sort of the remarkable transition watching the Vivo brand and the Aiku sub-brand step up um, and, and, and really challenge some of the established top players in the premium and the ultra market. This is, this is going to be a really good fight for that hardcore, high-priced enthusiast sector, um, yeah. A lot of people don't shop there, but you need those Halo products that really get people excited about what tech is going to be coming to phones. And and I think this is the biggest uh, the biggest game that has been going on. I mean, Qualcomm and MediaTek both announced uh, or launched their new SOCs for this for next year uh, about two weeks or so earlier than they typically have done. So we've yeah. had more time for companies like Aiku and Vivo and um, and I think even Xiaomi announcing the uh, Xiaomi 13. So we've seen more devices yeah. announcement. Uh, not internationally yet, but obviously in in their home territories. But it, it is like I said, that's the exciting part. I I I feel like I miss that part when I go to CES. I, it used to be a part, you know. Samsung used to show content. Like last year, they showed their monitors, and there there was almost no presence of mobile. They like they'll have the, their S series from the previous generation. There's rumors mm-hmm. saying that the S22 FE may be launching in early February or maybe late. <laughs> but you know, Samsung's it's really got to got to be struggling with some of that because like the S22 and an S23 series. I'm like, come on. I mean, well, but I mean, but I mean, like the 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 struggle is one where so so from like the Pixel Six being yeah. priced so aggressively and into the Pixel Six A. I mean that you can get premium tier performance on a camera sensor that in many situations can even outperform larger camera sensors for a very point and shooty kind of mm-hmm. casual photography yeah, experience. For photography, we know exactly. that smaller 12 megapixel sensor so well. What do you offer as Samsung? Because the A series is not getting it done. They had millions of them sitting on shelves halfway through the year. Well, they recalled the fifty million. Yeah, the A fifty three got recalled in the U.S. from like both T Mobile Mm -hmm. and AT and T as as a device. They realized that eight fifty two five G still reigned. It was a much better device, better experience. And this Um, is also where the BBK brands are, and actually the Xiaomi brands internationally too. I mean, I would say the twelve T kind of fits into this category also. They did, but the the weak spot for Samsung and Apple is kind of in a five to seven hundred dollar price window where those two companies have the hardest time making a flavor of a nice phone that still reflects a lower price and that's where like the OnePlus 10t comes in just swinging like yeah. that is a monster option at that price that's where moto price cuts you know those phones come in swinging um, and where a Pixel 6a now lands at like $300 if you shop a savvy sale, mm-hmm. what do you offer in an FE? Like, what, what's the draw? What, what do you deliver to a consumer the- around three dollars to $400 that they can't get a better flavor of? How, how much of a watered-down S22 can you make to make this device stand on its own and make sense? When the S22 was already kind of watered down. <laughs> 
it, it well that's what i'm saying like you, you saw the we saw the s21 fe launching at, at ces earlier this year uh right around the same time as like about a month or so before they launched the s22 series and so on um and it didn't make sense it did not make sense for them to release a device that's supposed to be a budget phone a month before the other one where everybody's waiting for the next one so nobody's going to pay attention to this device um and then the experience was not really matching. I mean, the pricing, I felt like the S21 FE was more too expensive for what it was offering. The pricing wasn't right. The rumors for the yeah. S22 FE is probably going into where the A-series pricing, so that may, may be in their in their court. But it is still going to be a conversation of the timing of releasing said hardware. You're releasing it in the wrong year. This should have yeah. been your October, <laughs> November maybe yeah. launch event and then releasing it maybe on an online event and let it go into the holiday season and people picking up maybe something that may make sense at that price point. But then releasing it at the beginning of the year, it's almost like you just want to make it like you would almost just want to show up, say we had this thing in the books, but you know it, it's just not there anymore. We'll have to see how that kind of goes on with the launch event. It's going to get crazy. Starting off with CES, we're going to start seeing more and more companies' announcements, launching hardware, new devices uh, internationally. Uh, I mean, the OnePlus 11, obviously, we, we talked about that earlier, but it's coming yeah, up in China. There were a bunch of leaks. Like, there was another yeah, yeah, like, hands-on leak of the, of the I, OnePlus Yeah, no, no, 11, no doubt. So. It, it's no, we're not going to be... We're almost there. Let's just say that the fourth of January, fourth or fifth of January is where the launch event is in China, and the moment that happens, we know everything about this device. Uh, mm -hmm. International launch event will happen a month later. Obviously, there may be some changes there <laughs> at that point, but the long story is, you know, devices are coming. We know Oppo is going to be releasing a flip phone. That's going to be their first flip phone mm -hmm. uh, foldable that they had. That the find uh, the N two has been amazing for me. I love it. I can't. I uh I keep posting about it, putting it up online. It, mm -hmm. It's a great phone. It's a, it's the form factor that I like, and the upgrades that I appreciate. The A plus Gen one, absolutely very good performer there. Um, but yeah, so exciting. We'll have to see how that kind of next year kind of comes up with devices and hardware. Um, but I also want to see how the Mara Silicon MY comes up, uh, like the audio processing that uh, that uh, yeah. Oppo is trying to push out. We haven't seen hardware with it yet. They announced it. We know that they have the Mari Silicon X. It's also done really good, which is here. That was the nice thing. Is they actually focus on the cameras. They brought in the good camera sensors and the, the coprocessor. I want to see how the Find X6 series comes out. How What did well, they do speaking there? Speaking of camera sensors, we got Jimmy Fire Dragon. Do you think the next Sony device will have a one-inch Sony sensor? Because Sony and Xiaomi worked together on that uh, uh, the 989. The one-inch mm -hmm. type sensor. Uh, do we think we're going to get that in a proper Sony? Because I feel like so we're thinking now like a one series. A good time. Well, now would be a good time. Again, we don't know, and no, no. I don't know. I mean, like this is this is like we, you you try and rate rumors and and the potential of a new device, and I would say it's maybe a coin flip. If Sony is looking at their last two years of Xperia sales and they decide that they want to go with another like pro series phone because it would be you yeah, yeah that, that one inch sensor and you really have to engineer around a much larger challenge um in a slim pocketable device and sony can get kind of twitchy about what they change in their phones but this would be a good year to look at that recipe a snapdragon hn2 uh, we've got faster storage and RAM coming to phones like we've been seeing yeah, yeah. those RAM and those storage upgrades UFS yeah, storage yeah. is getting a speed bump uh, has, Sony's yeah. manufacturing on displays has finally delivered better brightness at lower power consumption with higher mm -hmm. frame rates on super resolution displays Absolutely. and 
that went in center. The combination of all of those pieces would make for a really great Pro I2. Mm-hmm. That, that could be a strong offer from Sony. Again, they'd announce it in February and we wouldn't get it until like November. Um, yeah. but, but if we knew that that was coming, all of the pieces make sense for them to finally update. I don't feel 2022 was a good year for them to iterate on the Pro I. The Pro I was in many ways probably a better performer for not using an 8 Gen 1. Mm-hmm. And it was the last year where we were still trying to play with older bridge camera sensors crammed into phones. Too many compromises. Yeah. This new 989 is built for phones. Yeah. And I hope it'll show up in other products too, but it's built for phones first. So yeah. now is I, all the pieces are in place. This would be a really good year for Sony to give us that refresh on a Pro I. I, I think that's where I was going to say. I, I feel like if there is a device that Sony focuses the one-inch sensor approach to, it'll be more on the Pro series than it is on the one or the five series. I think those devices are perfectly probably going to still focus on more of that uh, sweet spot, higher, bigger pixel, uh, twelve megapixel sensors, and giving us that experience that we've been getting and enjoying. Like the One Mark Four, really seriously has a a lot going on for it as a device, from a camera productivity, audio experience. I mean. Anytime I need to use external audio on any device that I have, it's the Xperia that I go for because that's the production level experience. I love the uh, the X70 Pro Plus for their cameras, but uh, it lacks still some of that function that I like, uh, the content creation, the, the optimizations that we get, using it as an external display for my camera, things like that I still don't have with other brands other than Sony. Um, and uh, when I was playing with the uh, with the ROG Phone Six, the Diablo edition, the the biggest thing that made me remind my uh, remember Sony is their headphone jack. You know, they they're focusing on audio. <laughs> right. The only two brands. I'm, I'm actually in the writing up a, a I'm writing up a script on like how to use your phone to podcast, and it's just sort of like three tiers, like just starting off with a phone and phone mics, and then stepping up to some inexpensive mics, and then like wireless solutions as like yep. more of a, a nicer version of all that. But I keep coming back to. One of the reasons why I get so lit up about mobile content creation and mobile podcasting is that I can plug anything into a Sony. Like, this is, this is the phone I'm using as an example for this is the right choice for this type of solution or this type of mobile work. And literally, because of something as silly as it still has a headphone jack on it, <laughs> makes... He- headphone jack and even the, ex- the accessory they put done. out the display that you could use with it yeah. adds another headphone jack to it if you want to use the secondary for monitoring when you're want- when you're using the device it's just the ecosystem i think this is the biggest thing that i really we need to kind of appreciate what sony is doing it's that sure. merger or that bridge between alpha and and mobile that is not seen in any other brand they don't, I mean, obviously not every brand has a camera department and then they have a movie department and then they have a, a TV department that can bring in influence into a smartphone. But with the fact that Sony is not leaving that and they're focusing on it and keep coming back with it, it's the exciting part. But having one inch sensors like the one they did with the Pro I, mm-hmm. um, maybe it's something that is not as cropped. Maybe it's, it, it'll obviously will need a little bit of a bump. It's not going to be, you know, the same aesthetics as the one series. Uh, yeah. but I would I would be excited to see what that happens. At this Especially point, we have Sony no word. Brings in uh, brings yeah. in a one inch sensor with a variable aperture. Yes, because right now we've we've had to pick and choose. Like the Pro I is notable for having effectively a one over one point three inch type sensor, but it has a variable aperture. 
Yeah, uh, Huawei captures. has a much smoother variable aperture, like a proper camera variable aperture, but it's on a much smaller sensor. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like if we could put all those pieces together and you could give me just one, you know, like go from F2 to F4 on a real one inch type sensor, not with a crop on that, that would be amazing. But we've got some really fun comments in here, and I just want to switch, shift gears. Yeah. Um, uh, PP Joker. Does anyone else think one plus ten T bad? <laughs> like, there's been a whole running gag in the comments about the one plus and the ten T and all this uh, sort of criticism of one plus. But Brian, uh, speaking of the bust ten T, I just won one from the one plus Christmas promo. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Congratulations! Congrats, the one plus ten T is a screamer little phone. That those T series updates, they always like pick and choose compromises for some of the camera tech and some of the screen tech, but then you get like kind of a, an older school flavor of a more flagship killer kind yeah. of phone. I know that with the Xiaomi and the 12 T it's not the nicer version of the Xiaomi 12s, but it's a stinking fast phone. I mean, it's well, just and, a, and, a hot and the pro and the pro kicking it in with that 200 megapixel camera sensor in there. Yeah. It just, it's I mean, the, teasers for the next year. Bad, That's how I, no, no, I know when, when I, when, when I when I compare, it's like the T series should not be put up against the S series, right? No, no, no. You it, don't directly. If if you need a Xiaomi twelve S Ultra, you know you're paying a lot for the companion sensors are the best that Xiaomi could could work with. The screen tech, everything is 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 built to a more expensive tier. But you get yeah. that T series, and you get one good main camera sensor, and then crazy fast performance like the, and, the and that's plus the focus. gen one in that exactly is, is just a screamer of a phone and you get the fastest charging tech which but I, I look at it like you were saying it i mean i love the tech and i love what it represents but it, i always love love the fact that it's that the exciting parts that you love about the t series are typically standard on the pro series the following year which come a few months later so if nothing if nothing else it's exciting to be able to get some of those technologies that are going to be you know obviously the the focus for the next series at a much lower price and you get it you get to play with it with an a plus gen one which is a, again a very close competitor to the hn2 and i feel like it it benefits from tsmc at the same level it's just those are the yeah. things that you have to kind of focus on when you're cherry picking those focuses that's For why sure. i was excited so much with the 10t the 10t series encompassed all of that brought in the faster charging it's the charger that i use now for all of my charging yeah. it's the singular charger that just does everything i, still, I, I mean because i didn't even i didn't even rock the 10t um you're still I, using I, the, I mean, the, I, the 10 i really like uh, the charm. 10 pro but yeah it was like my house is covered in the 65 watt one plus yeah. chargers because they also had really good 45 watt power delivery for our Chromebook and yeah. for my uh, my Surface. So yeah, yeah. my old Huawei laptop, the Surface laptop go to uh, the Surface Pro Nine has been charged yeah, on it. Also charged on that. And one even as well. my Steam Deck, like yeah. everything that kind of floats at that 45 watt, I'm like, no, nah, I got a One Plus charger. I'm good. <laughs> No, but, but that, that's, I think they 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 really should do more <laughs> more focus experience on that. I mean, like if there is a one if there is a charger of the year award because of the lack of other yeah. ch- other companies putting out their chargers, it would be the OnePlus charger in the U.S. And it is For a sure. U.S. variant. I'll, I'll, expl- I'll we need mm-hmm. to be specific about that. Uh, OnePlus somehow does not put this anywhere internationally in their devices. So if you buy an, a U.S. version of it, uh, that will be the one that showcases the power delivery and some of the other technologies. Um, 
but yeah, no, I think the 10T has its merits and it stands the 12T Pro as well. It is 12 to 12T. Xiaomi's definitely focusing on that, but I still think mm-hmm. you pay for what you get for with the 12S Ultra. You pay for what you yeah. get for with uh, some, you know, the X90 Pro Plus. It, these devices are professional great. I mean, are, are basically mm-hmm. a professional great experience from these companies. And you yeah. need to appreciate that level. You can't compare a T to the s to the s22 ultra it just doesn't it's not in the same it may have it has benefits it just doesn't really apples to apples kind of thing you need to kind of keep in mind the expectations of what what that device is supposed to do but yeah sorry sorry Uh, i just picked up on the mic i just cracked my neck and it was glorious so Ah. apologies because that was gross (laughs) um but i i I do want to um get on to this next uh, question here from Vazikos. I'm struggling sure. with the decision to get a full frame camera, but it is hard to justify if, if you're not a working professional. Will portrait sensors on phones get any bigger or is physics just physics? So first of all, if you're doing full frame photography, like find some old used gear, like an, an older and, and, and like go back to like a DSLR, you know, like it's okay if you're not a working professional to kind of go back a couple generations, cause camera bodies aren't camera bodies, aren't the big deciding factor in what type of photographer you want to be. It's going to be mm-hmm. getting into a system that has lenses. And then the lenses are really going to be where you spend your cash. That's where the money is going to start to evaporate. But like an older full frame DSLR is going to be a chunky boy, but you'll get the full frame sensor 35 millimeter experience and then you can pick and choose a couple choice lenses to really kind of fulfill that yeah um when it comes to the physics of phone camera sensors i i think what we're going to see is a move away from some of these phones that have dedicated uh sort of portrait sort of 50 millimeter equivalent Mm -hmm. sensors and lenses uh, I mean, like Vivo does really well with that, but like on the Vivo X80 Pro, that's a pretty small sensor. Um, I, I believe it's a one over, it's a one over 2.5. It's not even a half inch sensor. It's, it's closer to like what a Pixel 6a's main camera sensor is. It's, it, it's reasonable. Yeah. But if you do a 50% crop from a one inch type sensor, and you've got that pixel binning magic and the HDR and you and you kind of crop it all down, the image clarity and quality that I get from the Xiaomi 12S Ultra on a two-time zoom, so on a 50% crop, is better than most of those smaller 1 over 2.55 inch sensors. I've shared a bunch of macro sh- photos, like if you catch a few of my Flickr posts or like even on Mastodon, I shared that butterfly picture. Mm-hmm. That was all cropped to 50 millimeters in camera. Okay. So I do a two time zoom and it's half the effective resolution of what that sensor can put out, but then a little pixel rebinning magic and the image quality and clarity is way sharper. And I get all of the bokeh and I get all of the advantages of the larger sensor kind of helping at that closer um, focusing distance. If you want to take a 50 millimeter equivalent photo from a Vivo X80 or a Vivo X90 from a Pixel 7, maybe mm-hmm. not from a Pixel 6, but from a Pixel 7. And then, of course, a Xiaomi 12S Ultra. A two-time zoom is probably going to give you better results than a dedicated portrait sensor just for having slightly better uh, surface area 
across that, uh, even that cropped, um, that, that, that cropped view. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good. It's a good, you have options. I mean, it's not a, it depends on what you're trying to do. Um, I'm starting to be more and more like, I haven't really tried to buy more hardware, uh, camera. I mean, I bought some lenses in 2022, but for the most part, I'm starting to heavily, you know, leverage using, you know, maybe a good camera for my A roll and B roll here in the studio, but on the go content creation and so on less and less, um, when I was at the tech summit, I used my mobile device way more than I used my camera. I, I had less and less choices and I'm seriously debating. I may not even bring it with me. I don't even think I need to bring a massive bag. I'm going to be lightning walking, walking around super light, very easy. I'll bring a tripod just because I think I may still need stabilization level of basically being able to <laughs> right. set it. Since I don't have my camera I, guy. I spent so much money on like mounts and tripods. And again, I'm using them a lot with yeah. really expensive carbon fiber travel tripods. I'm using them a lot with phones. Yeah. So um, I, I would probably say it, it depends on what you need. Yeah. So focus on, on your solution and the end product and see what kind of gets you the, the, the shot that you're looking for and has the versatility that you're looking for from the camera system. Because like it once said, lenses is literally 90% where you spend all your money. It's not on the main body. Yeah. Not the camera. It's the lenses. And but that's as a hobbyist system. and enthusiast, I love, like, go back and get an old tank of a Canon. Go back and get, like, an old beater of a Nikon. Mm. And you'll get great deals on the camera body, the accessories, the batteries. Find a couple really good, like, I I, I love, like, the, the Sigma Primes. You can get them. Yeah, yeah. For Sigma Primes pretty, really good. Pretty inexpensively. Or rent. You know, rent a camera body. See if you kind of dig it. But, like, even an old kind of, you know, like, a Canon 5D Mark III, yeah, oh, some issues. But, like, you have fun with that as, as like, a walk-around shooter. Like, that camera is still a champ. I have an old Canon 7D, like, not a 7D Mark II, a 7D. And I still trot that thing out. And it's a tank. It, I'm still on the original battery, and that's now getting to be, like, 12 years old. And that camera is still so much fun to shoot on. And it's great because especially those older camera bodies still feel really analog. Mm-hmm. Like the viewfinder doesn't have any fanciness to it because it's, you know, it's an actual mirror box. But it's got a little bit of an older lay, overlay that you can kind of control some stuff from. I, I have like, I think it's 12 focus points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. That's all you get. 12 focus points. So if you can't focus in one of those 12 boxes, I guess you're just not going to focus. You're not taking it's that picture. So, it's so great. And it feels so mechanical, even though it is a digital um, camera. Digital Man, camera, you guys yeah. are still cracking me up about this OnePlus 10T, Barry Johnson. Juan and TK, nothing says OnePlus bust like a launch deal of... $650 with 16 gigs of RAM and 256 gigs of storage. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, that OnePlus 10T was such a bad phone. Am I right? D-A-E, think the OnePlus 10T is bad? Because that is easy to get YouTube views when I say it's gooder, it's badder, and it should have been gooder. I... So it's not as good or as it should. It should have been cheaper and have been more better or than an S22 Ultra and then it would be worth it for the monies because I'm a tech reviewer and I say things like if it had been cheaper and better or it would be better and that's insightful tech commentary 
It, it's like the never-ending um, comment of oh, cheaper, better, always better. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah, thank you. But what are you sure. getting at cheaper, better? Is it is it really cheaper, better, or is no, it no, you no. just trying to come up with excuses? But yeah, No, 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 no. Te- tech reviewers want cheaper and better. That, that's what they want, right? Yeah. And that's that's good tech commentary. You just say... We, we still well, want the flagship they killer from 10 years this, ago. Yeah. This phone, and it were exactly the same as a Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra, but it was half the price, then that would be better. No compromises. They're not saying, oh, well, reasonably that they've cut $300 off the price of a OnePlus 10 Pro. We should see $300 worth of compromises. No, they want the OnePlus 10 Pro with the newest SoC and more functionality than the OnePlus 10 Pro, but they want it for $500 because that's how you that's how you win is you sell everything at a fire sale loss and that's gooder. And you'd never hear that kind of criticism about an iPhone. <laughs> you can tell that they're very consistent no, uh, no, in making I, I, sure that when, they can always Ap- pick that winner. So when Apple wants to works. sell you a cheaper iPhone, they sell you last year's iPhone because that's the only way mm-hmm. they can they keep they or, keep you in the... Or they repackage the iPhone 7. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times. The se- yeah. Oh, my God. It, it, I mean, the iPhone yeah. 6 frame has been in operation continuously since the launch of the iPhone 6. With the 6S, the iPhone 7, the iPhone 8, the iPhone SE, and the iPhone SE 2022. So let's not get too picky about OnePlus delivering a substantial amount of functionality, processing power, uh, updates for a completely new animation engine on Android 13, one of the prettiest phones of the year, one of the best performing phones of the year, and they managed to stick an MSRP of 650 bucks, let alone what you could get that phone for on sale. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty positive. And they had a lot of good sales. They had a lot of good deals going on over the holidays. Uh, If you, if you really, even the OnePlus 10 Pro was like what five fifty at one point. Tell tell me like what phone is 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 really landing five fifty that is demonstrably outperforming. And I think that's the bit. Yeah, OnePlus 10 Pro. We need to kind of understand. And then they. They still uh, managed to release one more in a Nord phone at the end of the year that I think not a lot of people are focusing because it's primarily on T-Mobile and and um, Metro. I think it's uh, more specific, but they did, you know, they did. It's a different year. It's still an adjustment, and we'll we'll have to see how. I think OnePlus overall, um, I, just to one somebody one, somebody's comment saying, you know, the ten T cameras are bad. The 10T is a one-camera sensor. You live in one-camera sensor type of an experience. It's a T-series. That's, T-series That's how they did it. Is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, you have more than one camera, but if you live in the primary sensor and you and you focus your experience there, you are going to get a good experience. It's just not what the Pro is. It's not meant to be the Pro. And we need to stop referencing the T-series as a uh, a lighter version of the Pro. It's a, it's a OnePlus. It's as Juan was mentioning, you know, they did a tailoring experience to be able to bring the price down, but they still brought in some exciting new features from next year, the better SOC, the, the charging technology, and the speed of the performance on the hardware. You have to appreciate what comes there and judge it for that. Does it perform well for yeah. what they're promising you and and not skip? Because if you really wanted a 10 Pro, by the time the 10T came out, I actually at launch for the 10T, the Pro had a hundred dollars off a deal going on to it for seven ninety nine mm-hmm. on the Pro. Go for the Pro. Don't go for the 10T. Pay that extra hundred and fifty and get the Pro. Or and you could be yeah. like me and Dave Burns, and you could point out like if you're really if you really think you care about this kind of stuff, 
then you should acknowledge that the peak OnePlus camera package was on the OnePlus 9 Pro. Yeah. Everyone who slept on the OnePlus 9 Pro missed one of the all-time best overall camera performers we've ever seen. Yeah. From the, the larger ultra-wide sensor giving you better uh, 8K video capabilities, the 4K mm-hmm. 120. 4K at 120 frames per second, OnePlus. Sony and OnePlus are fighting so on features much. that no one else is even attempting and they were doing it back on the OnePlus 9 Pro. Yeah. So if you really think you know, and you wrote off the OnePlus 9 Pro, then you wrote off one of the all-time best camera. I mean, again, sort of premium tier phone, not ultra tier phone, but mm-hmm. premium tier phone uh, camera packages we've ever seen. And I would take the OnePlus 9 Pro over the OnePlus 10 Pro if we're really breaking all this stuff down. So again, so much of this camera conversation has gotten lopsided because people are familiar with iPhones and they're familiar with Samsungs, but you missed some truly great and truly fun capabilities with Sony, OnePlus, the Axon this year had crazy camera capabilities. All Mm -hmm. of these other phones are swinging. They're, they're, They're delivering some astounding capabilities that Samsung isn't even trying. So let, let's not let's not get too precious. Oh, but OnePlus and their cameras always suck. Well, then you're a sh- you're a poopy photographer. <laughs> I slammed on the brakes there. If you can't uh. get good shots out of a OnePlus Eight Pro, that's not on the phone. That's on you. You just suck. <laughs> well, thank you very much for the demonetization effort there, uh, Juan. I appreciate I, that. You know, gonna I almost, I almost burned the whole thing to the ground. Yeah, we went from we, PG we, to we, PG thirteen, and, and we're gonna have to close low. the channel now for the rest of twenty twenty two. Which is fine. I will do that. We will shut it down for the rest of twenty twenty two. Let me see some of the other questions we have in here. I mean, there's so yeah, you're right. So many people are still stuck on the ten T series. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. Welcome to the 10T show because there's you know, a whole conversation all... going on and you're like, you know, if, if you can't acknowledge like where the comparison should happen and what the value of a OnePlus really represents, it makes the conversation so much harder because it's like people no, no. in the comments are saying like you'll you'll pull up a OnePlus 10T and then someone else will be like, but I have an S22 Ultra with 512 gig and it's better. And you're like, well, yeah. Yeah. How dumb is. are you? Why would you <laughs> yeah, like? Sure. Uh, it's like saying my Mac is better than my Dell. Well, what Dell do you have? I have a ten-year-old three hundred-dollar Dell laptop. And what kind of Mac do you have? I have a three thousand-dollar Mac Studio. Well, yeah, that's not Apple versus Dell. That's ten times the price. That's ten years ago versus current year. Yeah, right. like even the Dell from this year no, will beat your tenure. Apple better than PC. Oh my God! No, I. Uh, but I did want to highlight at least a wild sighting of our buddy Aditya Nil uh, kicking it with us, mm-hmm. just kind of jumping in with the yeah, the nine Pro with the Hasselblad was next level. It still is, uh, really. It's the next level. I gave that one to my brother, and he's been so happy with oh, it. I, the nine I, Pro I, is the, the nine I, of Pro. All is the devices I could recommend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that one's oh, coming wait. back. It will come back. <laughs> <laughs> it is that not was a leaving loader. that was not a keeper it, 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 it's <laughs> my my brother's been on my brother and my, my sister-in-law have been on one plus one plus kick since the seven series and if he's mm-hmm. he had the seven pro for the longest time and then when i told him i said look 
um, if there was an upgrade that we should do once it was ready, because he was ready to go, you know, we lost update on the seven series. He's like, I need a new version. I need to make sure to stay up to date, everything. I told him, seriously, dude, the, the nine pro is the one to go with. It looks great. Mm-hmm. It really is nice. Uh, my mom's running on the, uh, on the nine and uh, my sister-in-law decided to go with the AT because she liked that version. So she's, again, sure. you, you, you pick the one you go, but they've, they are so He's so comfortable with the OnePlus series, and it is so so nice. Like seriously, not the, again. The 10 Pro is not that it's not a good device. It's just if you kind of look at it from the from the lineage, I'm really hoping the 11 Pro kind of bring, or the 11. I don't know if uh, it sounds like it's going to be just I the 11. I, I didn't get a Pro. I think I don't I think, think there they is. A, might yeah. save a Pro for their mid mid year refresh. At least or, I yeah. hope that we I, we see that kind of from from what we're seeing order. at least yeah it looks like it's an 11 series straight up 11 series with the hs because that's what the iku is too and we know that they're cousins you know opal they're and very... vivo aren't under the same management they are firewalled companies but the same thing happened here internationally we only got the iku 11 the iku mm-hmm. 11 pro has only been launched in china the x90 pro plus has only yeah. been launched in Lost china, in china. Well, I'm getting real nervous about some of these international phones not making it out because they're not really getting the kind of coverage they deserve. You know, if you if you slow play an X90 Pro Plus and you're like, oh, but it, you know, it's a Vivo, it, it's good. It's the, one of the best phones of the year. It's one of the best phones of 2023, and it launched in 2022. Oh so, no, absolutely. Um, and, and Grant, uh, one of our friends, Grant, also on um, it posted. I think his first video comparing it to the Seven Pro. He start, he got his own as well, and he's. It's. I'm excited to see some of the coverage on that. It's. Uh, it's a device. Obviously, we'll never be able to buy internationally. We'll always have to export to be able to get. Um, but it's exciting to see what we see in the in the market and and what we're missing here in the U.S., which is really sad because we're getting to that point where we're just just not going to have options. It's like seriously, we're like we're. We're, we're we're talking about a conversation that I think most people will miss in the U.S. because they just don't see mm-hmm. it. You don't get it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but, it's gonna it's 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 gonna hurt. And uh, we have Scoop in the chat, and Scoop oh, is yeah. a better photographer than either of us. And again, I I don't think Scoop would make any outlandish claims about the the OnePlus 10T replacing his mirrorless cameras. But something tells me that Scoop does not take bad pictures with the OnePlus 10T. And so he says that it does not suck at all. <laughs> so I'd be willing to trust Scoop's opinion on what an, a, a portable camera system or discrete pocketable camera system can achieve. But from my own experiences, if you're still holding to that old, tired truism about OnePlus cameras sucking, since the OnePlus 8 Pro, you've missed out. You've missed some baller. And on the OnePlus 9 Pro, the ultra-wide had a larger camera camera. sensor than any iPhone, I think, up to the iPhone 13 Pro Max. The ultra-wide sensor was bigger than the main camera sensor on the iPhone 12 Pro Max, let alone the iPhone 12 Pro, which had the smaller one over 2.55-inch sensor, but no one complained about that because Apple. So... (laughs) I, I'd, I, you know, you've got to reassess. A OnePlus does not shoot like a Samsung, but recently that's been a good thing, especially for a Samsung shutter lag. Like, the OnePlus has actually improved upon some of these real sort of consumer issues with how their phones react mm-hmm. to controlling the camera and shooting with the camera. And up to the OnePlus 10T, 
the main sensor is good. It's a really good main sensor. Absolutely. It's just a screamer. It's got a better modem. It's got a more power efficient radio. It is going to be better for gaming. It's just a monster phone all the way around that was priced specifically to hit a lower MSRP. Yeah, no, no. And I think that's the biggest <laughs> thing we need to keep in mind. I, I, again, I don't want to make it sound like it's an entirely uh, a OnePlus thing. No, I'm right just going the off corner. the comments. We said it was going to be a year, year, year in review Re- with the review. Q&A. And the comments are talking about OnePlus 10T. So I guess we're talking about OnePlus Because nothing 10T. happened prior to that and nothing happened after that. Because I love how the, how the year, like, no, I know. Um, it, it is very much a... The reality, I mean, yeah, there, there's always going to be commentary about, you know, what OnePlus used to be, where OnePlus was, and where it where it started. And we all need to remember OnePlus was a cyanogen phone at the beginning of, it, of its inception. I mean, it was yeah. meant to be a modding, roaming phone enthusiast run and operated enthusiasts, super yeah. enthusiasts by niche. way of XDA developers, not enthusiasts by way of YouTube reviewers. Which is which is also kind of becoming a little bit harder and harder. XDA has evolved over the years of what XDA used to be. Uh, so yeah, the reality is, you know, think you know, all I can say is, you know, brands grow and brands change directions, and they they have different focuses. They still exist. They are in a in a morphing stage right now with Oppo because Oppo's bring, brought them back into the fold. In, in into an experience that we need to kind of see how it's going to evolve. I don't think the brand is dead. Yeah. I think the brand is evolving with the idea of the flagship killer, which was the one plus one and one plus two, maybe, yeah. you know, we all want that device. We all would love to see that, but we also need to remember up to like the three T up to the three no, no, T around you could the make 3T. a solid argument for flagship killer. And then after that, it once started I got into to the ship. five, I think they tried to make, it more of just a premium phone, not a flagship killing phone. But but I but I want to bring back a little bit of a, a memory because I started looking at some of my content that I covered on all those older early generations. More and more people want things done for them and not to do things to their device. There's still a, a big core experience where people like to ROM, change their devices, install custom kernels, and go through all of that yeah. and 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 finding developers to help. But we're seeing less and less people looking into that. The demand for ROMs and development has gone down. Developers are starting to try to work on their own channels. I saw one of our friends was posting about it earlier today. The reality at the end of the day when we're looking at it is this is the OnePlus we want. This is the OnePlus company that they've been slowly etching to get to. And we need to appreciate what they've accomplished and what they're trying to do to keep their brand alive and provide us that experience and not harp on the fact that you know they're not what they used to be 10 years ago. Well, if they were what they used to be 10 years ago, it'll be a small group of us that buy them and nobody would ever know them. And we would be in the same thing. Like, But, you know, we had to mod the OnePlus One. We had to install GCAMs. We had to do a whole bunch of different things to it to get it to run the way we wanted. We loved that the hardware was there, but the software wasn't. Now that they're matching, we're trying to kind of like, well, we want it back to where it used to be three, you know, 10 years ago and give me the, you know, the, the 350 $350 phone that had a lot of compromises done to bring down the price, but gave you that SOC. That was what the one plus one was. Just remember, it grew. Sorry, I. And and also, I think this is going to be an interesting metric to compare against what Samsung might do. The one plus eleven, I believe. Yeah. Again, I I'm basing this off of my experiences using the iQOO. iQOO, yeah, yeah. What we saw from Samsung from the Galaxy S10 era to the S21 and S22 was. How much can we pull out of a phone and still charge premium tier prices? 
Yeah. The BBK brands are now starting to put back in the things that we lost while trying to aim for six, seven hundred dollar price price points. Yeah. So everyone complained when LG stepped down to a 1080p display on the LG V60. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah well, LG is just making a mid ranger now because they reduced the resolution of the screen. It's a mid ranger, and then the next year, Samsung did that. They dropped down to 1080p panels, and everyone, all of those same tech reviewers, were tripping over themselves to say, oh, "But who really needs all that resolution?" Now it's fine if a seven hundred dollar, eight hundred dollar, nine hundred dollar phone has a 1080p display. Yeah, the iQ eleven. And I believe we're going to see something similar with the OnePlus 11 have quad HD displays, 1440p displays running at over 120 hertz. This one's at one, uh, a 144 hertz 144, uh, yeah. AMOLED, mm-hmm. um, OLED. Actually, I don't know if it's an AMOLED. Anyway, it's not important. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is targeting a six to $700 price point. Yeah. 256 gigs of storage, a, a really good main camera sensor, some okay companion sensors, and a top-tier um, SoC. So we're getting Quad HD back. Is Samsung going to give us Quad HD back on the S20, oh, no. uh, S23? No. I don't believe they will. So I again, yeah. we're watching all of the competition start to reclaim those features that we used to have in $700 phones. We used to have Quad HD screens in $700 phones, and those are coming back now. So increasingly, we're seeing fewer compromises, better performance, ridiculously fast charging, not Samsung fake fast charging, but real like, (laughs) I plug this thing in for eight minutes and it's gone from like 20% to full. (laughs) You know, like that is real fast charging. Dude, 67 watt charging on this little guy is crazy. On a foldable. Yeah, on a foldable. 67 watt charging on a foldable. So. Now we need to see, is Samsung actually going to rise to the challenge? Because we've gone yeah. through three years now of withering sales on Samsung devices above $400. Yeah. This is their weakest market. They make the majority of their bulk of sales sub $400. And we might only be talking about 8 to 10% of their, of their total smartphone sales Galaxy S and Galaxy Z combined. That is not good for the outlook of premium Android to have Samsung underperforming that bad. Because that's where Apple's main growth is. The iPhone 14 strategy kind of worked. iPhone 14 kind of nudged more people to get an iPhone 14 Pro. Mm -hmm. Because it felt like the iPhone 14 wasn't a big enough upgrade over the iPhone 13. So you know what? I'll spend a little bit more and get the nicer, newer phone. We don't have a corollary locked up market like that. And when Samsung drops the ball this bad, it hurts all of premium Android. It hurts every device that's priced above four hundred dollars. So yeah. this this is the critical this is the critical transition. I'm looking mm-hmm. at BBK with the Vivo and IQ specifically. I think Xiaomi is going to be strong in this tier too. And I'm wondering if any of these devices, if any devices might come to the United States that bring back some of those consumer features that we used to talk about, that bring back higher resolution displays, that find uh, better pricing on larger quantities of storage, because we're touting 4K video and 8K video and, and 50 megapixel cameras, but then we start you off with 128 gigs of storage and we don't give you a memory card slot. 
Consumers yep. aren't going to play that. They're going to look at that and go, well, if I don't have these things that made Android different, I might as well just go and get an iPhone. And so now if some of those features come back, will we see the market respond and start to uh, embrace better built devices at those competitive price points? And will Samsung eventually remember, oh, if we make a product that's different than an iPhone, more people will buy it instead of just going and buying Making an iPhone a- instead. Yeah, or the yeah, the, making the Android version of an iPhone by looking at it and saying, yeah. okay, if they yeah, take Samsung something out, that's real, what we should do. Got real focused on being the Apple of Android, and that's it, a, it's that's bad it for is all of us. So sad it is so, but um, like I mean, seriously, the A series, the A fifty three, a budget smartphone, no charger in the box. Like, why? Why would you? This this would be the place to make people pay more money. Like they're already trying to, to this is your best seller. This is the one you should have been basically backing on and providing us a better experience. You compromised the performance. You gave us a less powerful device than the A52 5G. And then you took away features out of it. And then you discontinued it because you realized nobody wanted to buy it. It's just the reality is, you know, consumers are aware. These are, this is not the consumer that, you know, is like, oh my God, shiny smartphone looks like a really good. No, (laughs) people are looking now year over year because they've gone through generational upgrades and they understand, oh, I value this feature over that. When they're looking into their next phone or next, uh, next device, those are the things they're looking into. And if they see things like you said with the 14 and the 14 Pro, that is a strategy. And Samsung yeah. tried that with the S22, but the S22 turned out to be hot it garbage. Backfired because, to the point yeah, of tremendous lawsuits. <laughs> it's not a yeah, absolutely. Like what you are selling and what you are not telling people and bending yeah. the truth is anyways, the, the the story is I I appreciate what the S22 Ultra is and what it does, but it is not a device for everybody and, and it's not gonna sell the same way because I wouldn't recommend, you know, twelve, thirteen hundred dollar phone for any of my family members because none of them are using it for what I usually use yeah. it for. So at yeah. the end of the day, Iku, the OnePlus, uh, you know, brand, because again, we don't have Oppo in the U.S. OnePlus is literally the Oppo presence internationally. You know, Xiaomi devices, Xiaomi releases so many different variants to meet different yeah. markets. It's so hard to keep up with. It's hard to keep up with, you know, between Poco, between Xiaomi, between Realme, Redmi, the whole bunch of different series. But what I'm trying to explain, at least, you know, one and I were talking about prior before the show started is it's truly sad to see that both the international, so the Chinese and the international launch of the, uh, of the 11 series from OnePlus are nowhere to be done in the U.S. In historically, it's always been done triple locations, India, U.S., and, and U.K., You all random at the same time. Nope. This time it's running nope. straight into India for the launch of the 11. Yep. And it is, you know, it's a sign. It's really a sign that we need to kind of understand. But uh, I, I don't want to make it sound like it's, a, again, a OnePlus show, but understand the market, understand what you yeah. want, and people are smarter. And I think to to your point, Tawan, is if we are able to see more and better hardware provided on the Android side, people will appreciate and may will still basically focus on upgrading and providing those experiences. You know, the Pixel the Pixel Five A Five G is an absolute amazing device. My son loves that device. The mm-hmm. the device, you know, the uh, the Red Magic Six Pro again, great gaming device. The ROG Phone Six, I was so surprised with all the improvements that they've done in there. Um, again. It, you just need to figure out what you want. And there are solutions. 
and on the Android side, we have so many more options. Motorola's there. We have ROG. We have, sure. um, you know, other solutions. Well, speaking but, of, because I wanted to use that as our little transition, where we, I, I, you know, I think we've we've kind of exhausted the topic of the OnePlus 10T from the <laughs> chat, um, because you have spent a little time with that ROG, just kind of wrapping yeah. up the year with a with a really fun gaming phone, and I'm sure you've got some thoughts on. To me, because I mean, why would anyone buy a gaming phone? It's not like mobile gaming isn't dominating in terms of like you know like competitions or, esports or, or, uh, or generating income like it's yeah. not like revenue from mobile gaming dramatically eclipses any other console <laughs> segment so obviously it's a total fail and no one should ever do it and you shouldn't make phones that are good at playing yeah. games because uh mobile gamers just don't exist according to tech enthusiasts who can't read press releases or <laughs> news articles or, or I, my recommendation is to try it and see see the difference and see the and realize what has been going for for many <laughs> Sorry, years Julos, again i just like me just sitting here with my red magic 5s <laughs> you're like yeah kind of no, no. a little bit it's the the, <laughs> the the presence so what first and foremost i will say this my biggest favorite version of any device on the market is a custom edition version of that device rg yep. phone 6 came out a few months back it had been like three to four months so the reality is it's not a brand new phone but it is a one of two custom editions that they release at the end of the year there's a batman edition which exists. I don't have access to that yet, but I'm hoping at some point. And then there was the right. uh, the ROG Phone 6, um, sorry, uh, and that's basically the Diablo Immortal Edition. And from the unboxing to the to the gameplay, to the case, to the sim ejector pool, uh, tool uh, in there, even the, the map of the sanctuary, the, the whole different experience, you go into that. And then you also realize that it supports controller uh, options. And it also has... Now, I don't have the RG Phone 6 anymore. Unfortunately, that had to go back. But this is the 5. I still have my 5 from last year. Sure. Um, a, a USB-C video output port that's dedicated for the side mount. Like, this purposely built hardware for specific uh, version. You put the video out down so that when you're playing, you're able to broadcast to a bigger display and use your phone as a controller. Um, mm -hmm. You could use controller options to be able to play, let's say, Immortal, uh, Diablo on a TV. Uh, some games don't support controllers. Obviously, this is why you have the handheld experience, but those experiences sure. kind of work really nice. Uh, zero lag headphone jack that supports uh, just basically serious logic audio pro processing in there. Uh, 384, 32-bit processing as far as audio in there has, is unheard of on a smart <laughs> on a device that is that is designed for gaming. Um, a display that runs at 165 frames per second. All of the things that we appreciate for gaming. That make it actually very good, well balanced, uh, you know, P, uh, device. I was going to say a PC, but a smartphone. And I felt like that's really where the ROG excited, ROG excited me. It, it it embodied everything. It had that uh, they had that feel from the lock screen, the uh, even the animation for the charging speed, and uh, the fingerprint uh, sensor, all customized to meet Diablo. And Batman had the same thing. Batman even came with a bat light, <laughs> the bat signal yeah. that you were able to actually broadcast. So I was like really excited. So I'm like, can you please, please, please? They're like we don't have any of those, but if we have, you know, we'll, we'll see. So um, yeah, I kind of had, yeah, it was a good opportunity for me to kind of cap off the uh, the end of the year with me playing with that device. Mm -hmm. I had it for some time, um, playing a lot of games. Also, higher refresh rate gaming on uh, both PUBG and Call of Duty. Uh, nice. Much better processing and uh, sustainable sustainable performance on Genshin Impact at 60 frames per second. All of the Have things I really appreciate. Apex into your testing i didn't know if that was a game that you were into or not um i do play apex legends um i haven't played it on mobile as much i i i, I installed it on my steam decks so i have it in there 
But as far as smartphones, not not as much. I have actually been more focusing on Call of Duty because of the new season that just came out. So it's more, um, it, but I, I feel like it is a game that definitely leverages and can definitely push a device, uh, especially when you yeah. start rendering in open space. And it, it they yeah. did a d- decent job porting it over. So yeah. Especially doing the, your drop at the very beginning of each round. Like there's that one transition where every phone really stutters when you're just going from your falling animation to Back actually to the, getting to the into landed. the map. Yeah, they yeah, try yeah. to make it look like this, you know, like just kind of cut scene uh, transition element, like but it cup. janks every phone that i've ever tried to play apex with so i i got i gotta bring that in more and uh, it's to me gaming for me is 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 an outlet right it's an outlet that we're able to see more now we see we're seeing more focus on mobile gaming one thing i will say um you know i had a chance to play with the art with the razor um the razor edge i think it's called the gaming uh the portable gaming solution that they're bringing in yeah. uh using the the it's not the ATX, the the three the G three X SOC from Qualcomm. Um, I really wish they would kind of like. Anyway, the, the, you got to yeah, play yeah. with it. Yeah, I got to play with that. So that was exciting for me. That's that's literally running on a mobile, on a tablet experience, Android running device with uh, focus on connectivity on five G, but also better cooling. So gaming is a big part of small uh, or mobile devices, uh, and I think people need to appreciate what the technologies have done to help us get there. RG Phone 6 is an easy recommendation for any gamer, but you know, again, pricing is a little bit higher. You have to, pay, you're paying for what you're getting. That's literally all I was saying. Yeah. Um, you don't buy it for the camera, but it does have a decent camera. It's better this year. Again, it's a small etch there, but watching content on it, a 6,000 milliampere battery that charges with a 65 watt charger. Seriously, no other phone on the market. 6,000. We're not talking about 5,000, 45, playing that game of does it have a 5,000? Does it have a 45? No, this goes 6,000. This has a 6,000 and this is last year's edition. This is, you know, Asus has been doing it. So what I see and what I would love about it is what I is just how it represented. And and the fact that it's a custom edition, I think that's what won me over. Um, The others look great, but Diablo or even Batman, like I'd love to be able to see that Batman animation through and through when you turn on X mode and the the wallpaper just evolves or, uh, you know, goes up in in, on Diablo. At least it goes up in flame because it's obviously increasing the temperature (laughs) of the devices. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it was a pleasure. It was nice. I have one more video coming up, hopefully hopefully tomorrow morning. Actually, not hopefully. It will come up tomorrow, uh, which is on the N300, as I kind of mentioned earlier in the video or in the, in the chat with here. Um, just kind of mm-hmm. talking a little bit about something like you know, a Nord that maybe some people don't even know existed uh, because it was launched very specifically for a specific consumer base. Um, and Norton keeps wanting to install updates. I don't know why you're trying to do that in the middle of my show. You, so. you got to get rid of Norton. It's it's <laughs> like more trouble than it's worth. Uh, I went through that with that MSI laptop review and just like, ah, I wish they would stop bundling with Norton because it, it kills me when like this insanely powerful computer just grinds to a halt because I've got to update well, be- Norton. Because Nor- Norton so. goes to, goes into everything now. They're trying to be everything for everything. It's no, it's out of the it's, antivirus it's, into... It's so frustrating. But, but I, I did, kind of, before we completely circle off, because I think this yeah. year was also really big for us on Steam Decks. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously a purpose-built gaming focused gaming centric device is going to win it's the same like i just got into another not argument but just kind of a terse discussion with someone on one of my smartphone camera videos where i'm making a direct comparison between a vivo or a xiaomi with these big sensors to standalone mirrorless cameras 
-hmm. And it's so exhausting where the photographers come running in to like, oh, but you didn't point out how regular cameras can specialize. And you're like, well, I did. I just didn't make it the focus of the video because the focus of the video is how smartphones are doing better. And, and I feel like that's, that's one of those hooks. If, if you told me, like, I could game on one thing, I wouldn't pick up a phone. I'd pick up a Steam Deck. That's easy. Mm-hmm. But where you can get some of these gaming phones, like, the Asus is going to be sort of the crown jewel of the gaming phone community. But, like, a Red Magic, if you can deal with the lack of software support, is some of the best hardware that yeah. you can get. The Black Shark is often going to come in at an aggressive price to performance. Um, your performance per watt is insanely mm-hmm. good on a phone compared to the Steam Deck. The Steam Deck is a mini little nook of a computer yeah, yeah, with yeah. controllers stitched to the sides. Yeah. A phone has to be a much more power-efficient, portable compute platform. So when you can compare, like I like to compare with Alien Isolation, when you can compare like games, similar games um, across various types of computing platforms, your playtime, your rendering, your game speed, all of that, the phone has some solid advantages. Um, But again, I've also been grinding a ton of Vampire Survivors on my Steam Deck, but now Vampire Survivors is on Android, so I've got to rebuild... (laughs) All of my progress on Android, too. Um, Say goodbye to Juan for the rest this, of the week. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so so the DLC for Vampire Survivors just came out for PC. Yeah, so it's another, it's like $1.50 on yeah, Steam I know. to it, get a whole bunch of other new challenges and unlocks and a new map. And I'm here for it. I, I finally, I, I actually, I posted it on the Discord. I finally now completed Vampire Survivors again. So I've unlocked all the new characters. I've uh, completed all of the new challenges, ranked up and evolved all of the new weapons. And you're like, oh, I can finally let Vampire Survivors rest until they release something new again. (laughs) And then off to Flurry. I'm almost at 130 hours of Vampire Survivors over 2022. So it's, it's been real good times. I like it. Yeah, I know. It, it, it is. It's one of those um, easy to get into, easy to get out of kind of games. It's that, such a, that just, a it's, casual it's, play loop, but there's so much to dig into. Exactly. And and I think that's the biggest thing when we start talking about mobile gaming and what we can do. Um, you know, smartphones for me are a solution that you have with you in your pocket all the time. And you want a device that does, that, that works every, we all want, not we all, but there's always that mythical horse or mythical device that people want to have every single thing at the top, everything, but then they still want to spend $400 for it and, and not realize that yeah. hardware and experience and development and software that got cost money. I mean, they can't, it doesn't yeah. just miraculously happen on a fluke. It's purposely built. Um, the steam deck for me in, in this year, being able to be able to get my hands on it. I think that was the biggest thing too. Um, it, it just changed my entire perspective of, gaming on the go especially when i married that over with an nreal or a tcl glasses or even with the oh. uh you know with all that the other ar glasses for, for wearable displays yeah that was a and, and, big a and, and big they were, they were somewhat more and more affordable than they used to be in the past um and we both got a chance to play around with multiple versions variants of them i mean actually between the two of us we we got a chance to play with most of the big players uh in there as well um and that's exciting i i can't mm. wait to see what else to come in I, the fact that the God of War is on it, I, I downloaded, installed that. That was to me was like, oh my god, I'm so playing good. Ragnarok on the PS5, but I'm still play. I've played more hours on the 
one that I've already finished on my PC because it's so much fun. It's just, it's amazing. Um, So what Razer's trying to do with their mobile experience, it's really more focused on the smartphone experience, but I feel like what their their solution there is really not even trying to compete with uh, the ROG series. They're trying to compete more of a tablet experience in your pocket. That solution from what it looked like with the cooling capabilities that it's promising, I'm hoping that it delivers on that. Um, I had a chance to see it. I got a chance to play with it a very short amount of time at the Tech Summit. Uh, the hardware is not available yet. What we had access to, obviously, was pre-production. Uh, so we'll have to see. Maybe if they'll have some on hand um, at the uh, their booth over at CES. I'll make sure to stop by Razer and say hi. So I can't wait to see what it comes out. Gaming for me is a big part. My son loves gaming, obviously. He's on his phone all the time playing games. This yeah. uh, this break is literally, he, he clocked in so But wait a minute. Hours. He has a Pixel 5a 5G, so how can he even boot Android? <laughs> he does he play games. TK, I think it's... you're lying. I think you're being a tech poser. No, no, no. Uh, he play, His gaming phone, or the gaming phone, it's always been either an ROG or an Magic. He plays casual games on his Pixel. That's his primary phone. It's like as far as he uses no, for, that, because we have to have that, access that, to school. That's a lie because the Pixel 5a can't do anything. It doesn't It doesn't exist anymore, I know. I uh, I offered him the 6a, but it seems like the fingerprint sensor and the headphone jack seems to be something that he values. So, yeah. Funny that. My wife uh, is not letting go of her Pixel 4a 5G. Because of I, that? But because of that. I Like, I have a 6a. We could just switch you over. And she was like, yeah. Yeah. but I'm she okay. might steal my 5a we'll see yeah. <laughs> the 5 5g is star- i mean it's been abused like my wife kind of kills gadgets but um she she might retire the 4a 5g and get a 5a <laughs> hey man um my wife is still rocking the note 20 ultra i tried this year of to course get her to because your wife has excellent taste and like seriously like um no no um so we a while back i did a video on um, uh, I forgot the the, uh, the Huawei Mate, Mate View uh, display. They had a big display thing that they were doing back when I, beginning of the year. Yeah, and they haven't. They still haven't come back around to get back to you know wanting the monitor back. So I just put that monitor on for her in her office now, and she uses it as a desk station to watch content from her phone directly in on the monitor. I was like, my wife is using Dex. It's like okay, we're moving. Yeah, it, it's it's a thing. It's so fine. um, it's good. It, it, it's absolutely. But that's the thing. Those are the things I appreciate. Um, you know, you need to do more with your tech. Understand what the tech is, not just a simple screen, swipe, open app, close app, plan thing. There's so much more going on. And yeah, the Note 20 Ultra, in my opinion, the best Note of all time to this time uh, from, from Samsung. And we haven't seen, I mean, even the S22 Ultra, although it may have better cameras, it doesn't match what the Note has. I ha- She has an expandable storage. She has MST. She has an S Pen. She has a whole much, so much more. Right. <laughs> You got Steven here backing me up uh, because, again, you're incorrect for saddling your child with such a miserable phone. And Steve (laughs) says, I know the 765 is so weak. I I had one and it couldn't emulate 3DS games at three times resolution. So you just got to throw that in the garbage. It it only has like a 60 hertz display. It, yeah, How do you I even know. look at that without getting immediately motion sick and vomiting? I was about all to. Um, there's a office. we 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 provide my son uh, access to consistent motion pill sickness, um, just to make sure he's okay. Uh, he you know he does he does okay. Um, he did. I will say this though. Um, when we were doing the last video um, for the the, yeah. the glasses, the AR glasses that we were working on, um, he really liked playing 
games like Fortnite on the glasses. Like he got, like you could see his face lighting up. He's like, oh, this is nice. This is nice. And I had to kind of remind him to kind of stop doing this and do this. That whole setup thing we were talking about. Everyone does that. Yeah. It's amazing. Like I'm holding the game. So that's where I need to like shrug my shoulders and like roll my back. And you're like, relax, relax, just sit back, enjoy the chair. So yeah. Um, I can't wait to see what comes up. I can't wait to see what else, what other hardware comes up next year and what we can, what improvements and innovations are pushed. Um, but I do want to, at some point in 2022, 23, get my hands on an, on a full one inch sensor type of device and get that as maybe my main secondary, you know, an upgrade from the X70 Pro Plus to something like that uh, would be primarily uh, because like I said, we need to more see and more. What, what arrives is is now we, we still do not have an internationally delivered phone with a one inch type sensor. And if we keep talking about phones and cameras the way that we do, where the implied winner is an iPhone or a Galaxy, which should not be, um, every time you do a head to head. So I was working with Chaka. If you go to iMore, Mm -hmm. um, he's got an article called Skinclusion, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. And he sent out- Oh, this, uh, yeah, the, sorry. He did a comparison with the Pixel 7 Pro against the iPhone 14 Pro Max. And of course, like I'm sitting there and I'm pixel peeping. And first of all, Apple's image processing is hot garbage on these larger sensors. They're still mangling images like they did on smaller sensors. And what they're doing has not caught up to the advantages of a larger sensor. So you go and you zoom in and you see that thing where they smeared all the detail to get rid of noise because Mm -hmm. noise used to be a much bigger problem on smaller sensors, but it's not as big a problem on a bigger sensor. When you have a larger pixel size, you get better pixel level detail and your Mm -hmm. noise is more pleasant. Like there are grainy images on a, on a pixel seven pro, but it looks more camera like it doesn't look like that gross, harsh digital noise, that crunchy noise that we got on smaller sensors, but Mm -hmm. Apple is still, smearing that all away and then trying to sharpen up the image after the fact, which is where you get that oil painting splotchy effect. Mm -hmm. So immediately similar sensor sizes on the iPhone 14 pro max and the pixel seven pro where the pixel seven pro comes in at a distinct pricing advantage. Um, But then the color, the representation, the skin, the tone, the hues all of the dynamics that go into uh, skin color and texture, so much better on yeah. the Pixel 7 Pro, especially at night. During daytime, it's a little bit closer. The iPhone mm-hmm. can kind of play ball in good daylight, but at night, it, it's not even close. Yeah. And this is like, we keep just sort of passing along these two. Well, the iPhone has the easiest camera to use, BS. The Pixel camera is so much easier to shoot with well the the iphone processing is what people really like again if you see them side by side you will never pick the iphone photo over a pixel photo it's not close and it's those kinds of conversations that we need to reframe where the bestest camera is not one thing it's if you've got a point and shoot kind of style that you want to capture i would recommend this phone if you like digging into menus and settings then i would recommend this phone if you want the technological advances of of better hardware I'd be talking about a completely different phone. And increasingly in the United States, we're not getting to play with all the options. We're getting kind of a lopsided view on what this new tech can really do because we're really not getting 
those solutions here. We're not getting some of the more experimental, some of the more outlandish, some of the more boundary pushing options. What I can do with the Xiaomi is absolutely mind blowing compared to where we were with phone cameras a year ago, you know, two years ago. So that, that to me is, is, is the, is the saddest part of all of this because, you know, TK and I get to play with these toys. We've got a bunch of people in these comments that are not afraid of importing a phone, Mm -hmm. you know, like Barry is already on the X90 and I'm super jealous, but that's not an accessible solution for the vast majority of people who buy one phone to lean on it as their actual communications device. So it's, it's heady stuff because you can't reframe that conversation easily because it's all marketing. Samsung Mm -hmm. and Apple have much larger megaphones than we do. And people just kind of go with it because that's what they'll see the first kiosk when they walk into a carrier store. It's Sam Apple and, yeah, and OnePlus and Pixel are sitting in the back left-hand corner and nobody knows. Like, you'll see them if you walk around, if you're shopping and stuff. But if you don't know them, you wouldn't – yeah, you you totally miss it. And it's such a – Dulos the Prophet is saying, according to the MKBHD blind test, people like the Pixel photos the best. But how could they like the Pixel photos? Uh, The Pixel 6a only has a 60 hertz screen. I mean, you can see how that's a distinct disadvantage over like a $1,200 iPhone 13 Pro Max. I mean, uh, Marquez showed us uh, on a a $1,200 phone how the refresh rate is better on the $1,200 phone than it is on the $400 phone. So people have to be wrong liking the pixel photos because that's that's how you review phones. You don't you don't actually listen to what consumers are doing on their phones and what they like. Uh, You just tell them why the more expensive and the more better search engine phone is that will make you more money on your videos. Recommendation recommendation by search results. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough solution. Um, (laughs) I, 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 yeah. Um, I, I didn't want to name our, our, our conversation this at the end of the, the last podcast as, as like, you know, phone awards and stuff like that. But in reality, what we wanted is, we wanted to kind of have a, an open discussion about some of the options that we have, some of the devices that came out in 2022 that may have been overlooked or may have been easily uh, dismissed just for the fact that they are not, you know, an iPhone or a Samsung, you know, S22 or something, an SEO worthy device. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of options coming out. There's a lot more devices on the market that we have access to. OnePlus has had three, two devices that are major devices that were released. Uh, Motorola, the Edge twenty, uh, the Edge twenty twenty two is definitely one of the big contenders there for what you pay for and what you get. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of things going on, and I hope twenty twenty three brings out more and better content as well. And hopefully, we'll be, you know. Yeah, there may be some adjustments going on, at least with the podcast that we're trying to work for here as well on our side. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I want to, I want to basically do more things that I enjoy in 2023. I'll say it that way. Um, I, I don't want to focus on too many things that are just for the sake of getting things out. That doesn't, doesn't, I don't think that works for me. It's not healthy and it's not sustainable. I'll think maybe, maybe that's a better yeah. way for me. Um, for sure. I've had a few stints of burnout this year and I, and I did not understand like when it, when it hit me, I don't, I don't know why, because they were still hardware being released, but I just, I like that burnout just hits and it just gets, yeah. get, gets you out of the, out of the blue. So um, a big focus for me next year is more dedicated content that, it, that makes, not only is it enjoyable, but something I like. And I hope that everybody that watches the channel or, or supports the channel 
you know, enjoys it. And, and, and I want to see more lifestyle stuff. I want to see more bikes from Juan because I want to be able yeah. to go over there and just enjoy riding on those things. You gotta, and you gotta uh, get over it. Cause I, I think I to, do yeah. have it narrowed down which bike I want to keep and which one I'm, I'm going to sort of pass along <laughs> or maybe try to sell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we've got to, we've got to do a, a good, like, just go hit the horse trails. Light Absolutely. Bike you have, yeah, you have some nice. So I'll, I'll say this. If it wasn't, if it wasn't a, a situation where, because the, obviously these bikes are much bigger and so on, but like we have Paseos here that can go for miles. Like we can go ride bikes, like the bikes that you have on the, on the area where I live in here for, for literally almost an hour and never hit a road. That's how well yeah. built this area is, is done. Like we can go over bridges, under bridges, around areas and so on. So there's, that's one thing I enjoy. So yeah, uh, once the weather gets a little bit better and, and I, we already kind of had a, a small discussion uh, after CES, obviously uh, I want to be able to come out and spend some time and I, I hopefully will have. Yeah, I'll hold it, on uh, to the bike for you until after CES. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm waiting to see if the Insta360 thing kind of does actually materialize. Oh. I, I'm waiting. Okay. I'm waiting to we see if do. that happens. Yeah. Cause we that would be a good like... video too. Yeah. Dude, like a, seriously. sort of a bike test with a, a, a little action camera. Absolutely, man. I'd be about Absolutely. That. The best way to Just test watch it. how it spanks my old GoPro because I, I really <laughs> like those Insta 360s. No, there, I, yeah, like and that. I've never had a chance to play with them before. So this is this would be my first. But um, unfortunately, it, I was hoping for it to show up before CES because I was hoping to be able to do something there. But yeah. we'll have to see. Yeah, maybe, maybe, like I said, it'll be a good ride for us all. You, you have caught Jeff's attention with an Insta 360. Pause, uh, sir. I, I've been trying to for years. So finally got in, got in touch with somebody over. Um, but with the holidays, and this is the weird thing. It's like the, the last week of the year is a weird week because yeah. a lot of people are off and a lot of people are in, but the people that are in can't really do much because it, not, not everything is running at 100%. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for next week to, to things to kind of wake up and like, hey, welcome. Um, and before I also I'm hoping before the Chinese New Year that happens in like on the 22nd or so, uh, because that also impacts a lot of our conversations as well with a lot of companies we work with being in, in the Asian countries. Uh, Chinese New Year is a big holiday and it, it's a week long yep. thing. They, they just disappear. So, yeah, <laughs> but uh, Insta360, I'm very excited and cannot wait to check it out. I'm, I'm hoping yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very soon. I, like, I've got mounts. I, I just got, like, a couple new, like, like vice mount style yeah. like, brackets we could use. Uh, I've got some plates and some things. I know. Can... I, I'm pretty sure Insta will be there. will be at CES. I, I would be surprised if they're not somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I, but uh, it is, yeah. So, like I said, uh, very lean for CES. Um like I'm almost tempted to say I may end up just going straight with mobile devices and bring power banks. Like just make sure I have a decent power bank in, in my bag and that'll be what goes in. Every time I put a phone down, plug it in, keep it charged so I can have enough juice for everything I want to do. Because it's I'm going to be editing it on my mobile phone anyways. So might as well oh. just do it there and bring in the uh, the Pro 9. I, I, uh, sorry. Like, I'm so excited because a few Pro more of our brethren have started doing that. And you're like, that's been my my hook since... What was it? The Huawei P10, oh, Huawei P10 yeah. and LG V30, and I really haven't for my own videos. Obviously, when mm. I travel with another outlet, they bring gear and editors and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like Newegg wasn't doing this, but I was, and and uh, Slick Deals wasn't covering shows like this, but I was. Um, Pocket Now, exactly uh, stuff like that. Um, but um, for my own stuff, like I covered CES on a on an LG V30 for a OnePlus and an Oppo launch. I covered all of it on a Huawei P10. Like 
not packing all of your bulky camera gear and having to manage that and lug it around and have a big heavier backpack has been amazing. And now that we've got phones with these larger sensors and like, you know, your X70, my X80, my Xiaomi 12S, like, man, my mirrorless cameras are not going to get used for this kind of travel content much there, yeah, there, there's still a time and place. Don't get me wrong. I'm not discounting, obviously, you know, the, the presence and the need for them. But for this type of content that we're talking about, is it's seriously run and gun. You're on, you're in, you're out, you're moving on from one place to the other. And 90% of what I always hated about, I always remembered by these days, is like, oh my God, my back killing me at the end of that. Because you walk over 20,000 steps, you're going from one side to the other side of the of Las Vegas Strip because nobody's ever sitting in the same spot. Like it's notorious how it's mismanaged, but you, you, you struggle through it. And at the end of the day, like I said, I've had three in 2022, I've had multiple events where I've taken my camera and didn't even take yeah. it out of the bag and never like use it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, uh, why uh, am I like, I, it, it's, it's, so not I did the same thing. You... I was like, Hey, just in case, like I have my family together for Christmas. We have, yeah. you know, all the siblings. And uh, all the spouses and all the siblings. And so it's my folks and everything. Like I brought my mirrorless just in case we wanted to take a nice photo. What did we take our morning breakfast photo with? The Xiaomi 12S Ultra. Yeah. It was the right tool for the right time. Took a great shot. It, it, everyone was amused by the voice shutter. Because that's mm-hmm. another feature we just can't get on any other phone except for these sort of Asian uh, Asian options. And that's that's our family photo. I'm going to make a print out of it. It'll it'll look good on large format canvas coming from this little phone. It's it's Absolutely. it's hilarious, like how yeah. much that shifted and and uh, how good the capabilities are. But I do just want to point out we should probably start wrapping this show. Oh, up. yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, we've got a bunch of creators that are going to be getting back into the swing of things. Obviously, January is going to start start us off early with CES. A lot yeah. of covers is going to be coming down the pipe and other podcasts. Our buddy Jeff is uh, is doing his stream this Sunday, 3 p.m. Oh. Pacific. I wholly expect the that the whole the whole crew with like uh, Kimmy, Gadget Goddess, and Barry Johnson and Lashawn um, and Easy Computer Solutions that they'll be streaming throughout the week. Um, all of those content creators are super fun. And then just be on the lookout. Like, I'll be back with the Monday morning tech chat show. Um, we'll we'll have some videos starting to kind of get us into the swing of 2023. And mm-hmm. we're already kicking off coverage. Like, I'm already playing with 2023 phones now. Like, <laughs> that's nuts that we're already this far ahead of the curve. So Juan the conversation never week. really stopped yeah. from Techtober. Like, it just kept going. I kept yeah, waiting yeah. for the lull. And it never happened. <laughs> so, so we're going. It's go time. There's, there's still a lot of things to cover, but yeah, no. So, uh, we'll and hopefully we'll be back as well next week for the best of our week, um, and uh, trying to kind of keep it keep it going, talking about some of those exciting news, new things that are going to be announced uh, in the you know later in next. Well, actually, by yeah, by the time you know, by the time we talk again on the fifth or the sixth, uh, a lot of things would have been announced. We're going to have a lot of good things to cover. Sony hopefully coming in with some uh some uh ev stuff so we'll have to see some car conversations in there uh, i'm getting a lot of emails from ces about a lot of new things coming up so i'm excited to see what's going to come Same. up um showstoppers and all of the different things I'm, I'm hoping they actually meet some really cool cool gadgets and i'll say this if i see any e-bikes or anything like that i will make sure to grab a few extra business cards for you my friend because i think that's that's really 
you know, seriously, I, I'm still hoping for the year where we both are able to cover CES again, because I was with you when you did that V30 uh, coverage and we were walking around. We did. I was in the video. If mm-hmm. you want, if you watch this um, and I got a chance to see Newegg and the production crew and all of that different things. And since then, we've had some challenging years and, and things that kind of put us that change things. But I'm with you. If, if I have a gig that's paying that comes around over a CES, I would definitely choose that. I mean, seriously. Um, I'm trying to figure out what to do and more and more, I feel like CES we is great, yeah. but for me, it seems like MWC is going to be the biggest focus. So I'm, if I can, I would love to be able to get that going. So, but Hey, I know we've gone till over almost two and a half hours. This is the longest stream we've had, but we've kind of make up for last week since we missed that one. Yeah. Um, it's good times. I, I, I will say. Um, <laughs> stock Tesla OS on your car. Uh, I'm still running stock for now uh, because I need to make sure that it gets me to Vegas and back. So don't we'll, don't we'll let driving. them fall. You're falling for the trap. They're asking you questions about your Tesla so that you'll keep podcasting. I, 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 they're, they're... I, we can make. I'm really wanting to to, to do a. If you want it after but, hours, uh, I actually do need to get going here. But no, you, no, I know, you, I know. You we can keep we it did... going if you want. I no, I <laughs> trust me. No, I, I Tesla chat kind of for the next hour. Hour. So we'll keep going. Um, I want you guys to do great. Be great. Happy New Year's to everybody. I know we're literally Happy two days New away from Year. 2023. We will we will be back in full force and, you know, with more things kind of coming up, more exciting stuff, more conversations. Um, and, you know, uh, hopefully more more event, more things, more conversations where Juan and I are able to hang out more. I would love to be able to get them yeah. out, more of that going. This year was definitely better than last. And Ricky, and Josh. please. And Josh and, if and Ben's going to be in town. We got to harass Ben. I, I got to. So I was trying. Yeah, he, of he's out, out of here, town so. this weekend. Um, he said he'll be he's. back next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Ben may may maybe may have his residence in in, in California, but the guy is all over the place all the <laughs> yeah, time. So fine. yeah, that's going to be a tough it's good. One. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, thanks, Juan. Hope, hope you had a good end of the year, and I Same, I buddy. hope to see you guys uh, next next week for all the cool new things. Make sure you check out uh, Jeff's stream on Sunday, of course. Make sure to come back SGGQA and the best of our week. Um, you know, on th- well, I guess Friday mornings we're kind of you know we'll see how that Thursday goes. or Friday we we play it by ear. It's we'll have fun. to see how we the te- yeah we'll see how the tech is doing. <laughs> okay, uh, thank you, Jermaine. Uh, everybody, Brian, uh, uh, everybody, just kicking it. If I didn't mention it, uh, I want to say thank you very much and take care. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>